Good afternoon, everybody. I am Dom. I am Jamie. And welcome back to the cutting room floor today. This is going to be another part one because, well, kind of. It's two separate films, but we're going to be talking about 1982's Blade Runner, directed by Ridley Scott. Um, and we will do a separate episode for Denise Blade Runner 2049 because we just dropped Doom for you, Doom Part 1. So we're on a Denise kick. So we've been talking about Denise, and then we got talking about Blade Runner. And I mentioned that I personally think that Blade Runner, the original, is the best sci-fi film ever made. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a ton of sci-fi movies that are probably better, but I think the concept of Blade Runner, the execution, especially for when it came out, yeah. it just it still holds up so well to this day, and so many films are still kind of doing what Blade Runner did 40 years ago. So I just thought that each of these deserve their own time as films because obviously two does bleed into one and answers a lot of questions, but I wanted us to be able to have a discussion and take this in with some ambiguity in it with a little gray area because the first film in 1982, if you watched it, it you had questions yeah. and you didn't have answers. Maybe if you read the book, but if you didn't, you just watched it as a film, you could debate on it back and forth all day long. And I wanted us to be able to have that kind of fun without letting Blade Runner 2049's answers interfere with that fun. So we're going to, we'll discuss those things in part two when we do Blade Runner 2049, just to clear that up before we get started. So this episode we may touch on to here and there. Just a little bit. Just one or two things to clarify, I, I believe. Like some, 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 some concrete thoughts. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah so we will one. touch here and there. It's, it's almost nearly impossible. You know, it's like, how do you talk about Terminator 1 without talking about 2 a little bit? You know, yeah, so yeah. we will talk about a little bit. We are going to give that film because it is a masterpiece as well. We're going to give it its own um, stage and platform. So. Jamie, what do you want to do? You want to tell us about it a little bit? You can give us a basic synopsis of what it's about. Okay. Now, first off, I watched the final cut because I assume. I did too. Okay, good. Of Thank course, God. That's the one I got. Yeah, because I assume that's like the that's ultimate. That's the one. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like 18 there's different cuts. There's a bunch cuts. of them, bro. There's like yeah. the director's cut, the theatrical, the final. Yeah. Uh, there might even be another one. I mean, the, the uncut version isn't circumcised. Oh, <laughs> That's what it is. I believe. I believe that's what it is. Because I don't think you could do that to a replica. You, can't, you probably can't. You yeah. Know, do, I'm, yeah, I mean. I, mean, I, I, I didn't check Leon or Roy. But I didn't, but. <laughs> Leon. We'll get to that. Yeah, we, yeah, we will. Uh, so, so Blade Runner is about a. A Blade Runner is like a bounty hunter. Yeah. Who works for the police department. And he hunts down these androids. That. Uh, they're called replicants in the film. In the book, they they actually just refer to them as like Andes. Like he kills Andes, like like a shortened shortened version of Android. Yeah, which is crazy because I'm like, why do they call them Andes? As Andes. I was, I was just, I just read the first few pages. I'm like, Andes. It's almost like an insult. Fucking yeah. Andy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of. So he's he works for the police department, killing these androids that are illegal on Earth. It mm -hmm. says in the beginning of the film. Because they are manufactured to go off world and to be part of like, I want to say like kill squad, kill squads and things like that, but like mining colonies to do slave labor, slave labor, slave yeah. labor, basically jobs we don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so 
in in a way it reminds me a lot of like Pierre Bollet's book of Planet of the Apes. Like the reason the apes ended up taking over the planet was because they were the uh essentially slaves and house uh servants for the people on whatever planet because it was a different planet in the book. And then the people got lazy. Mm-hmm. And that's how they took over. So it it kind of reminds reminded me a little bit of that because it's about a group of six replicants who escape from a colony. They uh, have a bit of a mutiny and only four of them survive the crash because they, they crash land on earth and they find the, uh, the shuttle, I believe they were in. Yeah. And two of them died uh, getting there. And then he has to hunt down four of them. Uh, Rick Deckard is the, is the main character, Harrison Ford. And, what I think, believe it or not, might be his best performance because I think it's the first time, because it came out in 82, that he was able to act without like big action yes. sequences and stuff. It's after Star Wars, after Raiders, and after Empire. Because you're right, Empire does exist. Yes. But it, this is like his showcase for yes. his acting ability. Mm-hmm. It's his show. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, there's so many people and so many great things in the Star Wars and Indiana Jones that... In a way, he could get overshadowed, but it's it, he's incredible as this, uh, you know, future. It's kind of like future noir. Yes, is really what it is. And I so gorgeous. <laughs> and and I love the way. Uh, I don't know if this is a real thing, a real word. I mean, but I call it like retro futurism, where it's like what we think from like a late seventies, early eighties perspective, the future is going to look like. Yes. So it's like watching like Forbidden Planet or something. Yes. Like the future is going to look like this. Yeah. Really, every cars are going to be yeah. flying and all that. Yeah, but I I love that kind of thing because mm-hmm. it's a weird time capsule. Of what people were thinking. Yeah, because what are we in 2019 in the movie? It ta- yeah, it takes yeah, place in 2019, 2019, which yeah. we're obviously past that. Yeah, and so we're like, we know this ain't what the hell it looks yeah, like. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, and the buildings look like I we were talking before we started recording, kind of like. The building's in Metropolis. Yeah. And Metropolis, you know, what is that about? It's about an android, an that, android looks that looks human. Yeah. And an uprising yeah. from uh, a group of... we were, they, they were getting paid. They weren't slaves, but they were yeah. in the damn under the ground yeah. doing all the shit the rich guys want them to do. Yeah. So, and that's sort of what happens in Blade Runner, too, because even, mm-hmm. even Deckard, I think, at some point realizes that, in a way, he... Like, because he goes to visit... Uh, Terrell, the guy from the mm-hmm. Terrell Corporation. And it seems like he's just doing what that guy wants him to do because that guy, I feel like he owns everything. He does. He's got to be the richest guy in the, yeah. he's still on Earth probably. Yeah, because it's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. It kind of reminded me of like uh, the Fallout games. In yes, a way. yes. A lot prettier, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's like everyone's it Vegas vibe. Did, did you play those? I did not, but, uh, you know, I think Douglas and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so... So I, I've seen it. I love those games. And and it's like and and that's why I figure we might reference twenty forty nine because you can see that in the the atmosphere of twenty forty nine. Literally in the atmosphere, you can see the radiation. Absolutely. And and like the, the fallout from mm-hmm. whatever happened before twenty nineteen. Yep. And I mean in twenty forty nine Denise stayed true to the look of the first one. Oh, he you did. Know, he just incredible. he just brought it up to date for the time period. And, and the pacing. Great. Pacing's Because I remember watching it thinking like, God damn, this is a slow burn, but 
rewatching the first one, I'm like, oh, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Soul Burn. It's just a shorter movie. Yeah. So. And, and you're following like Ryan Gosling, who I think. It's not that he has a better character arc. It's just because of the first film, he he's a better character. Yes. Yes. It's, of course. Yeah. yeah. Now we, we got a we got a built in story now. Yeah. Yeah. We know his job. We know his motivation. Because, I mean, like, yes. And like with Deckard. We're trying to figure him out still, yeah. all the way till the very end. And, you know, we're yeah. still trying to figure him out. Because in the beginning, he's just trying to eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're and like, noodles. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's and uh, and the Asian guy with the super Asian voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look in that one scene, dude, it's James Hong. James Hong. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, God, this dude was everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Especially in the eighties, bro. Yeah, he was going hard. 80s action he was yeah there. he was i think he was, he was in missing in action part two was chuck he? norris movie oh man it's probably a terrible film. And, oh yeah it's about pow's <laughs> in uh oh in in vietnam, vietnam? oh god missing in action was like chuck norris's rambo movie okay but and there was three good. of them wow yeah. well they must have been good enough made well, enough money well they were canon so uh okay. that, you, you know that film company mm-hmm. so they were like low budget action movies okay so they yeah. probably made enough to justify CD. yeah yeah because they probably didn't cost much to begin with but yeah he um he's almost reluctant to do what he does yes and because it seems like his uh the police captain or whatever like forces him. yeah he was like I'm not taking no for an answer, essentially. Oh, yeah, but that's because Leon kills the other yes, uh, Blade the, Runner. Yes, the other dude who was, it was giving talking him the to test. the test. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Stop. We'll, we'll save that for best quotes. I'll call okay. quotes from that scene in my best quotes. Yeah, um, yeah. And this film is oddly quotable. when you, There's not that much dialogue in it, but it's yeah. oddly quotable. One, one of my favorite lines. Uh, save it. Yeah, it's, uh, God. Yeah, because there's save it <laughs> I, I, i'm going to but I, i'm just thinking about the scene and it's like even because even ridley scott at this point this might be like his third or fourth film. yeah i'm like because it's right after alien alien was what three years before and then yeah what do you do before that i think he did one or two other ones probably some something nobody really care about yeah because alien i think was his first he did something that his brother tony scott starred in and you know First. what's weird? Like, I thought the chick who played Zora kind of looked like Sigourney Weaver a little bit. As I was like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Got, I mean, she was probably a little too big to play a part that small, but. Oh, yeah, especially right after Alien, because mm-hmm. she, she was, like, blew she up. She blew up, man. Yeah. I mean, Alan Ripley's that bitch. Yeah. She is uh, incredible. She is great. You know what I love her in, dude? Uh, Galaxy Quest, bro. You know, I've never actually seen it. Oh my, bro, you're a Trek guy. You gotta watch I know, that, bro. I know, but you'll I, you'll but, love it. But I'm more of a like I've known Star Trek my whole life, but I'm more of a recent convert to like I just finished the entire series of the original. Jeez. And you know what? I love it. I started to watch the animated version from the 70s, which was like a continuation of it. Had trash. to turn it off halfway through trash. the first episode because it's not the same. Trash. The Duelist was actually his first okay. film, and then Alien. So this is his third film, which is kind of crazy bro yeah way to evolve and like yeah you probably would have thought he would have been a sci-fi guy but then you're he's making all kinds of stuff bro. yeah oh like the fact that he did Thelma and louise is crazy to me and then gladiator, gladiator. I, I know that obviously there's a big gap and 1492 yeah bro he did yeah really done some things yeah i don't care what nobody says he got some misses in there but he's a goat yeah but yeah he's he's done so much though and he's so creative 
in what he does, and it's, he doesn't have a particular style either. No, no, he like, really doesn't. Genre. No, he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. really have a style Black Hawk either. Down. Yeah, he did do that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he and really that was right don't, after Gladiator. Yeah, I'm like, he really don't have a he really doesn't have a style. Like when you watch a Ridley Scott movie, you're not like, this is a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. It don't feel like that. Like when you watch a QT movie or a PTA or a Lars von Trier or somebody like that, like yeah. Even like Denis. You what Denis has a style now. Yes, He's definitely yes. an auteur at this point. So <laughs> Yeah, you can tell like especially uh like the lingering shots and everything. Like when uh yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe next week. We'll, the, get, yeah, on, we'll yeah. get on. We'll get on our Denise. The, so the, the way that he picks things is incredible. So mm. is Ridley Scott like the British Steven Spielberg? Honestly, I thought about that because I've compared them a lot. Yeah, and I wouldn't even call him the British Spielberg. I call him the poor man Spielberg. <laughs> I mean, let's As face a poor it. Man, I agree. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, bro. Like E.T. and Jurassic Park. Them two alone's probably made more money than all of Ridley Scott's movies combined. Yeah, <laughs> you know probably. what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. as far as financial, Spielberg. I yeah, mean, Ridley yeah, is going that. I meant like range. Range. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We could definitely say that if we're talking range. Yeah. Yeah, he is very Spielbergian on that front. Like, I I can't imagine Ridley Scott doing like a color purple. No, but. I, you know, I don't know. After doing Thumb and Louise, I'm yeah, like, maybe, maybe you could. Maybe. He clearly can work well with women and yeah. women in bad situations. Yeah. So I, I mean, he can do a lot, man. He's he's a good he's a good dude. But yeah. You gotta check out the last duel, bro. Yeah, John's fire. Um, yeah, Ridley's Ridley's goaded, but what really did with this film? Yes. So I want to talk about I want to talk about the look of this film and yeah, the vibe yeah. and feel. The thing I love the most about this film, outside of the great writing, acting, is this film has the 80s written all over it, but in the best way. The score just fucking puts you right there. Yeah, Vangelis, didn't uh, did they do, um, I, I don't know if it's a group or a man, to be honest with you, but I think the Chariots <laughs> of Fire, didn't they do that song? Hold on, let me see. That's like a legendary, from the film Chariots of Fire. Because I saw that in the beginning credits, I'm like, because they they were like right off of Chariots of Fire when they did this film. If if it's the same man or group, Evangelos is a guy. Okay, oh, it's one guy. Wow. His name is Evangelos Odysseus Papathanasiu. Wow, wow, yeah, um, yeah, that was tough. He's done a few Ridley Scott movies. Did he do um, Chariots of Fire? Let me see. Yes, he did. Yeah, because that song, uh, he did when they're the running Oscar on the beach or whatever, yeah, that's a classic, amazing song. Dude, I've never seen that, dog. It's good. It's a classic. All I remember is like slow motion running on the beach, and it's not as good as Rocky Three. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that, but... <laughs> Dang, dude, it won Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Original Score. Like, dude, I'm gonna have it's, to watch this. It's a, I think it's about training for the Olympics in maybe like the 20s or 30s. It says Ben Cross it says is it's in a it. sports movie here. Yeah, it's based on the true story of two British athletes in 1924 Olympics. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, runs for the glory of God. Let's go. Oh, I'm gonna have to check this out, bro. Yeah. Um. Yeah, his score. My God. It, yeah. It puts you right in the mood. Um. You know this movie. Oddly reminds me of Michael Mann's Thief. The way the lighting, the vibe, the music, the slow burn nature of it, not a lot of dialogue. It puts you right there, kind of in the shoes of our 
heroes in both films. And it just puts you in a world that you wish you were in. The advertisement placed around the city yeah, with the Coke gonna, product yeah, placement. And like the TDK, which was uh-huh. like a VHS company yep. or a VCR company. I, I, yeah. And it's and it's crazy because I know that helped probably fund this film. Yeah, yeah, product but, placement. Product placement, but it adds realism to it as well. Because yeah. we see this every day yeah. in our lives. And Ridley Scott brought it to us in a futuristic way that I don't think has probably, probably hadn't been done like that up to that point. Yeah. Guys walking around with umbrellas that look like lightsabers. Yeah, I noticed you know, that. Like, I call them the lightsaber umbrellas. Yeah. And South Park does a great parody on Blade Runner mixed with the Terminator. And um, everyone's got the lightsaber umbrellas. It's pretty cool. But um, the the way all the lights are and all the clubs on all the buildings, the way the cars that fly, the way they just soar through and the buildings they go past, the way they're lit up, they almost look like grids of lights yeah. on the buildings. It's it's absolutely incredible what they were able to pull off in 1982 with this. This movie looks better than Morbius. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it looks better yeah. than Madam Web, which you know, I I'm Madam hearing Web is, is some really, really awful things, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I heard something like it's so abysmal that it's actually good. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? But, yeah. So it might be like it a might Morbius, be a Morbius level. Right? Yeah. I'm like, because Morbius is watchable. Yeah, you know? yeah. We enjoyed it because we it was did. terrible. But we got we got the luxury of being alone, so we got to bullshit. With yeah, it, you know. Yeah. So that was it. Was a definitely an experience. If I would have watched that alone by myself in the dark, I it would be like, oh, I'm gonna myself. But, yeah. Um, excuse me. No. Um, I really enjoy the way the score blends with the visual effects we're seeing. I love Deckard's car. It looks like a DeLorean mixed with like, I don't know, like a weird spaceship. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cool. The tech in this movie is awesome. The way the replicants' eyes look, they almost look like camera shutters. Yeah, they do. It, it's like, and that cool device Deckard has in his house that he can pinpoint, he can look itself and pinpoint and make the pictures out of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is really cool. Uh, the guns he has, um, like the scene where he goes to catch Zora at the club the look of that club was awesome and like stuff is fake there like the fake snake you know like he asked her yeah. like you know is a snake real she's like if i could afford a real snake i wouldn't be here and i'm like well damn how much is a snake well you know? it's it's interesting because like you said like the special effects are actually incredible because they look credible yes and and they aren't cheesy at all and they mm-hmm. look and you know back then it was all practical practical yeah and i i just realized that the entire thing is dark because of uh, the like the post apocalyptic atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see the sun, you don't. you don't see whatever because everything is is like fucked up on Earth. Yep, and that's why animals are like so expensive because they're scarce. They're rare, yeah, yeah. rare. The natural things are yeah, are natural scarce. things are rare because yeah, yeah, so much stuff is fake. And you know, I'm guessing Tyrocorp is. Just making all kinds of fake products. Yeah. Which, like the owl. You know, you like our owl? Yes. 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 Is it real? Of course not. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so. Because it costs too much money. Yeah. Owl's probably like $5,000 or something yeah. crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, it's insane. But, yeah, it's it's incredible the, the world that he built up and, the, and how lived in it actually feels for even a futuristic setting. It's like you said, it's really dark. And even just a slight reference to 2049. It's not always dark in 2049, but there's no sun. It's yeah. always cloudy. Yeah. So if it is daytime, it's cloudy and shitty looking. So yeah. 
And I do like that all of Blade Runner takes place pretty much at night because it just gives you that club 80s vibe that's just so awesome and cyberpunky and you know the, the cyberpunk aspect of this movie is incredible i'm a weird dude so i i would love to live in a world like this like deckard's outfits fire my man roy batty's outfits yeah fire like i would be dressing like roy <laughs> like i would dress like roy batty and my girlfriend would look like chris so like because i'm a weird dude so like this world to me is one of the most beautiful worlds ever created in a sci-fi movie which is another reason why i think it's one of the best made and to this day I don't think many films have touched the look of this 2001 or alien, even given all the technology we have. Cause I think those are three of the best looking sci-fi films ever. And I think, well, with alien and blade runner, I think they were designed by like the same guy. That guy's a fucking like, genius. I think Sid Mead did a lot of the like futuristic design work. Mm. Sid Mead's a man. Yeah. Cause I mean, because it's a lot of it is like the costuming too, but like mm-hmm. you know you have to have like for an alien for instance like the spaceships That's and, one of and the all the technology look ever the Nostromo right bro yeah with the white like interior with the like almost like white like Christmas lights in yeah. it oh bro it's so lit bro it's, God I love that thing um and I'm like that's seventy nine yeah like. And another good sci-fi film that has a, a cool look to it, too, that's set in the future, A Clockwork Orange. Oh, like, yeah. Stanley Kubrick's another dude. Oh, yeah, so you have 2001. 2001, Clockwork Orange, Orange, right after. Yeah, right after. Yeah. And then you got Alien and Blade Runner. And I'm like, you got these two young directors giving us some shit we ain't never seen. Yeah. And I don't think it's really been matched. Like, because... It had to be more creative because they had so much less to work with. Yeah. So, and it shows in these old sci-fi movies. Well, I th- I think like with Kubrick in two thousand and one, he got together with like NASA, smart, and like did. and like other companies to figure out where technology was going, and that's how he extrapolated like his idea of the future. Is what's from- the ship in that called? I, I just remember Hal. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, I don't know why I keep... What's the Sputnik? That's a ship, right? What's the no, Sputnik? Sputnik. Sputnik, Sputnik yes. is a Russian satellite from the That's 50s. A satellite. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm going to figure it out. You keep going. Okay. But... So, so I think, like, using that as a template, you know, and, and since Ridley Scott is also British, because Kubrick was British. Discovery 1. Oh, Discovery 1. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they... Uh, they they make the future look plausible based on the technology yep. that's available and, and where it might take you. So even though it's like they're looking at like old like TV screens or like Commodore 64 screens mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's supposed to be the future, it still looks like the future. It does. Even in 2024, watching Blade Runner, all the tech looks futuristic still. Yeah. None yeah. of it looks like the shit looks old or dated. It all still looks futuristic. Even like. The cars, even though the cars are clearly designed off of 80s body designs, it (laughs) still looks more futuristic than a 2025 car you can buy today. Yeah. So it's it's almost like they're reading trends. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like when people predict certain things, like when people predict stocks and trends like that. Yeah. It's almost like they had to do the same thing. How would the future progress based on 
what we have now and what's available without us getting too far off the realms of reality. Because you could go crazy and make something. They could have made everything chrome and, you know, all yeah, freaky, yeah. which would or like, not look anything like, you know, the real world. Or like RoboCop, just have like the cops driving a Ford Taurus. Yeah. You know? RoboCop, I do like the look of RoboCop, too. The tech isn't as cool. It's it's kind of grittier and shit because they're in Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of Detroit's fucking horrible. So like, yeah. Oh, excuse me, anyone from Detroit watching? No, but there's a lot of Lions fans. It's, that are it's, upset yeah. Right. I'm, hey, I support the Lions. Go ahead. <laughs> I was proud of y'all this year, but um, the the look of um Detroit and RoboCop, I think, is kind of a mirror reflection of the city itself. Unfortunately, yeah, and and that could have been what they were going for. Which it's it's gotta be. I mean, Detroit's one of the grittiest cities in the country. And one of the writers of RoboCop visited the set of Blade Runner and got the idea of RoboCop from Blade Runner. Like I said, one of the most yeah. influential films of all time. And yeah, and I feel like in 2024, I actually hear about RoboCop more than I hear about Blade Runner. I hear really? about, bro. I hear people talking about RoboCop all the time, and I'm it's like, a great film. It is a great film. Um, my man Verhoeven. Yeah, you know, like. Cause you know he's another one. Range. This dude did yeah. Robocop and then did Basic Instinct and Showgirls. You know, yeah, that's and true. then did Starship Troopers. Yeah. You know, which uh, one of my favorites. I love Starship Troopers. That's like, like one of my biggest guilty pleasure sci-fi films. Uh, great film. But I mean, Blade Runner changed sci-fi forever. Like, I think Kubrick really changed it forever and kind of gave us the real blueprint of how we should go about it. But Blade Runner, I think, was an entry that helped push it forward into, you know, the late 80s and 90s. Because after Blade Runner, dude, sci-fi was, like, huge, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. think about all the sci-fi films that came out after Blade Runner. The only other thing before Blade Runner in the 80s that I could say really kicked it was Empire Strikes Back. And even that, it's like... That's more of a fantasy, whereas, yes. whereas Blade Runner seems more grounded in yes. what could be reality. Yes, a yes, exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, Star Wars, absolutely, it's a sci-fi film, but I don't take it in like a sci-fi film. I take it in more like a fantasy drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, like an action fantasy drama, which obviously has sci-fi shit all over it, but... It's a I space feel, opera. It's a space opera, which yeah. I feel like Blade Runner is more rooted in sci-fi, and sci-fi is, a lot of it does have to do with where is the future going? Yeah, that's a big part of science. So, and and even though Blade Runner references like colonies in space, and you know a lot of mankind has moved into space, it's essentially about the struggle of the people left behind. Yeah, which is, I'm telling you, man, the way they're gearing up to leave us here, man. Like <laughs> like I was saying uh, earlier, boy Elon yeah. Musk, he's gonna leave us here. Uh, Jeff Bezos gonna leave us here. So, so. Is Elon Musk supposed to be like is he Tyrell? Tyrell or Wallace from 2049? Dude, I think Elon Musk. I would probably compare him more to a Tyrell. Yeah. Because, I don't know, Jared Leto in 49, he just feels more evil than I feel like Elon Musk would be. Yeah. Which, because yeah, although is... Tyrell's a piece of shit, he at least, he comes to you from an odd place of, emotion and sensitivity yeah he has empathy he does have empathy yeah. but at the same time he's like i'm a businessman and i understand things yeah like i know how the world works mm -hmm. because i made this because i made this shit yeah, yeah i yeah. run this world that's why i'm here because trust me 
I could be gone. Yeah, but yeah. All my bread comes from here. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, and I, you know, I'll make a couple pleasure models, and I'm chilling. Yeah. So it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, like, have you seen Ex Machina? I have with not. Oscar Isaac's yeah. so good, bro. All right, his character in there. That's another Android Revolt movie, but his character, Oscar Isaac's character in there, he's essentially a Tyrell, and I mean, he's all alone, but he just makes pleasure models for his own company. Yeah, you know? and it's like, why not? I guess. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> and if you can, you can make them how you want them. You know, yeah, they can look exactly how you want them to look. They can treat you how you want them. Yeah, they can have all your favorite interests. Your favorite movie is her favorite movie. Yeah, you know. Hey, honey. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, again. Yeah, again, honey. Hey, honey. You, you want to watch the Super Bowl 89 re- repeat <laughs> on VHS for the seventh time? Yeah, babe. My favorite game. Especially you know? on VHS. Yeah, on VHS. Tracking. Love, yeah, I love the grainy quality of it. <laughs> yeah, but everything you like, she can like. And, yeah. you know, you can almost cross-reference that with Blade Runner 2049 again with Kay's character and Anna Diarmas' character. Yeah, Joy, right? Mm-hmm. She is awesome in that movie. Um, but yeah. We're not talking about no, no. We're going to get there. Yeah, but it, it's it's that technology, though, and how it uh, advances. It advances, yep. Yeah, it evolves. Yeah. And God, Denis did such a good job of playing right off of what Ridley did. And Ridley himself was like, dude, I don't even know if I could have made a sequel better than that, bro. He yeah. Was like, he did an incredible job. So we got our main conflict here. Like, um, you know, I set the stage for you a little bit, uh, the atmospheric vibe of it. We discussed that, the look of it. We could go on about that all day, but I think the meat and heart and soul of this thing is really what it's about. And yeah. can something that's artificial grow into something that's human? Yeah, because they, believe it or not, I because they say a line in the film, in this and 2049, more human than, than human. human. And I think uh, of Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie more yeah. human than human. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's where he got that line from. God, I love that damn song. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. But it's like, so, I guess that, that's the struggle, right? So yep. you're made to do everything a human can do. So why aren't you treated equally? Yep. And I do it better than you. Yeah. You that, that's I mean? why I was made. Because mm-hmm. I can do it better than you. So what really separates them i know they have a four-year lifespan mm-hmm. and i was just gonna say within four years they they seem to be gaining more emotion than someone does in a whole lifetime yeah i'm like so but they give them memories too mm-hmm. right so it's like you're you're creating this being to live a tortured life yep and so it takes place in 2019 roy was created in 2016 that's not four years. Yep, it's not four years. So what happened to him? I don't understand. I don't know, man, because he, he's like dying as yeah, it's ending. Is, yeah, because his hand is all getting mm-hmm. all fucked up, and I'm like, it's not four years yet. Yeah, like, let me look up his exact birthday. Yeah, because I believe it said 2016 when they showed his stats, because he and Leon, I think, were created around the same time. And, and it's frustrating, because I'm wondering, like... Is each replicant different, or do they have the like, like a different model? Like this is the yeah, Roy Batty model, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, you're right. So, so it was twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. He died. Yeah. He should have died right after New Year's twenty twenty. Yeah. So I don't understand if, like, if I missed something in the film that showed like a slight acceleration. I don't. I don't. I don't 
remember any of that. Yeah. I just watched the shit. So Because remember, he wanted to live longer. Mm-hmm. Because I guess he was starting to feel the effects of maybe the shutdown. Yeah. And uh, maybe uh, there's got to be something going on that's speeding up his yeah. lifespan. But then it's like the grand question of this damn movie is, is Deckard human or replicant? And it's like, okay, if Deckard is a replicant, how long has this motherfucker been alive? And yeah. Was he programmed specially to stay alive longer? Yeah. Is he, is he programmed? that way because he hunts replicants can only yeah. replicants hunt replicants. hunt replicants and i believe so because how's a regular human going to compete with that yeah a press a pleasure model beat the living shit out of harrison ford bro yeah. like she was beating his ass and look i could tell she was a pleasure model the way she was them crushing them legs head. yeah <laughs> i'm like, <"Yo." laughs> like what the what the yeah i'm like because i'm like was harrison ford was are there a, a certain select number of replicants that were made to maybe live however many years which we can jump in when we talk about blade runner 49 we'll kind of break down some of these but sticking with just the first one yeah. it does leave you wondering what makes him special because he clearly is obviously yeah. and just like rachel was made special so yes. how long is rachel's lifespan yeah i and that's a really great question because if it's only four years but then again, she was a newer model. She was newer, so maybe yeah. she was an eight year or ten year. Yeah, because she might have been like a Nexus Seven or something. Because mm-hmm. I think it was Tyrell asked Deckard. He's like, he usually takes what twenty or thirty questions to suss out if they're uh, if they're a replicant or not. And for her, it took like a hundred. Hundred, yeah. She yeah. so he was like, well, that's incredible. Because remember, they they were saying she was essentially like created in the in the image of his niece. Yeah, well, and so, right. so he all put all these extra memories. I think he gave her yeah. more memories than normal. Yeah. And so probably having a little bit more prior idea of what it's like to be a human is going to make it harder for you to get the tests out. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, she has got to be a newer model, specially made. Yeah. And clearly, he Rachel was someone he made for himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. know if... It's, it, it's going to sound weird, but... In a way, it's like a different kind of pleasure model because it's not like pleasure, pleasure. Yeah, it was almost like an emotional yes, pleasure. Yeah, 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 because if it was in honor of his niece, if she even looked like his niece, that would give him pleasure to know that to know there's some, she's, she's around. Yeah, she's honored it's in like, some way. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. almost like I can keep her alive through her memories, through this yes. being I created. Yeah, And it's like, yeah, I didn't make her to do that kind of stuff with i made her to be my family yeah so i look at her like family and he was kind of like treat her with care you know yeah which they don't really seem to give a shit about any other up no she was the only one mm-hmm. and harrison ford um, i'm sorry deckard you know he treats her differently too once he meets her he's mm-hmm. like i saw you in stripes mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna be chani in the 1984 version of dune you're incredible <laughs> Right, yeah. Sean Young seemed to be it. Yeah, she was, man. Yeah, Sean Young, she was good. Um, and I liked her a lot in Blade Runner. She had a lot. A lot of the best quotes come from her. And and she like had a weird innocence to her. She did. Oh yeah. And it's like you gotta kind of empathize with her because she's not human. Yeah. So all her thoughts, decisions is manufactured in the eyes of someone else. So it's like. Of course, she's going to, based on the technology and the way, you know, obviously these things learn and grow, the implanted memories are what's going to shape her personality, which those implanted memories are from someone else that implanted. These aren't some yeah. you made yourself. 
Yeah. So making memories and experiences and things are what shape you as a person. She never got that. So it is almost like she's innocent. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's she's like the uh before you eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge. Yeah. In, in a way, yeah. right? In a weird way. Cause... Yeah, because she only knows what was given to her. She doesn't know really anything else because she wouldn't have had an education, really. Nope. She wouldn't have had any of that. She just knew what uh, Tyrell had gifted Essentially, her. Essentially, yeah, put it put inside of her mind. Yeah. And it's like, how much can you fault a, something like that? It's just like when we yeah. talk about how, like, how, yes, went rogue, but. How, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah, he went rogue, but at the same time, someone did create him this way. This yeah. wasn't a guy who betrayed you. Yeah. You know, you could see it from a mile away that Hal was going to be an issue. Yeah, but he's a computer. He doesn't really carry either way. He has no yeah, emotion. He's zero. Yeah. So, he's like, listen, bro, I'm here to do a job. Yeah. And when Hal starts dying, though, that's one of the best scenes, bro. He's like talking all slow. And you can just tell he's gonna be wiped away soon yeah, yeah. i'm like damn how kind of feel hmm, it's like you do feel oddly kind of bad but then you don't because he killed the dude and watched yeah. him float down you're like god damn yeah that movie's wild i watched 2001 soon but anyway yeah, that is a good one that's a banger um back to blade runner yeah so you know the whole film is about the morality of how we treat these replicants, which could be a metaphor for a ton of things that have yes. happened throughout human history. <laughs> you know, a ton yeah. of things, and I don't even need to name them. I'm sure they come to your head. Yeah, and, and pretty much how we treat our fellow man. Yes, essentially, like when you dehumanize them. Yep, yeah. and where does the line stop and start with treatment? You know, yeah. like because it, it, throughout history, many of Groups have oppressed other groups for them being different. But it's like, yeah. you look at a replicant, looks just like you or me or whoever, like yeah. a regular dude. And all they want is to be free, essentially, mm -hmm. to live whatever life they didn't ask they for. They didn't ask for. Yeah. And it's like, they don't seem to have any ill intent. Maybe Leon. He, Leon is, Leon is a, little, Leon's a loose fucking cannon, bro. Yeah, Leon like, is. Yeah. I, can't, I, I did not get down with Leon, but... Like, as far as Pris and Roy, they just want, Roy was like, bro, I just want some more time, bro. I'm just discovering yeah. myself. Roy is almost like, like a blossoming teenager. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, bro, I'm ready to enter my young adulthood and see yeah. what this shit has to offer. And it's like, you're telling me my time's out. Yeah. I finally <laughs> realized that there's more to life than just whatever I'm ordered to do. Yeah. Like mining or whatever the hell, slave work. He was I thought he was like a military oh, guy. Oh, no. Yeah, he was. It has yeah. to be, especially with how well he is in combat. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah. I think he was a combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to yeah. be. So, like, you know, whatever job it was, I fuck that. I'm seeing other things, and it's, you know, working with my programming, and I want to live. He didn't seem, Roy and Pris seemed like they would have lived regular lives. Like, sure, they might have been, they were drifters in a sense, but they would have did petty crimes, nothing worse than, you know, a homeless guy would do. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Maybe steal a little food here and there, but they probably don't need to eat. So, yeah, that's what or, I was curious I about, know. too. I don't know. I guess they probably do eat. They it's probably like charging your batteries, dude. Because, like, Deckard ate. Yeah, he did. But we he don't might know if he's a replicant. Be, he might not be a replicant. He might be human. But if he is a replicant, he needed them noodles. Yeah, yeah. he did. He and did. Noodles. <laughs> yeah, because if you're making, like, an organic kind of creature, 
you would think maybe that that's sort of like the flux capacitor. Yeah. You know how, like, at the end of Back to the Future, Doc Brown made it so he could put garbage in it, yep. anything, just mm-hmm. to kind of keep it feeding. Yeah. Which, dude, they got to eat. Yeah. Something. I would think so. Yeah. It's like, because they are essentially made to be in the image of a human. Yeah. And humans eat, sleep, and shit. So I'm yeah. thinking that they. It might shit artificial nuggets, but it's got to be <laughs> fucking, they got something got to come out. Yeah. I mean, any, it's just like a car. The oil has to come out at some point and get replaced. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a machine, so it has to run on something. <laughs> Excuse me. So maybe that's like a self-cleaning thing. Yeah. Like yeah, that could be. Yeah. clean you out at certain foods. So I. And, mm. and obviously those noodles probably had oil. They probably I mean, had oil. I mean, and, yeah. and the dumbest oil possible, off the body. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. some low main. You know it got oil yeah, on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, I mean, you know, he did his thing. So, were they in San Francisco? LA. Or LA. LA. Okay. Yeah, they in LA. Because I think in the book it's San Francisco. SF in the book. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about in the film, like, a lot of the Asian influence, yes. the Asian culture mm-hmm. that was in it. And maybe that's like, was a callback to the book, but I do think it was a better choice to put it in LA. Yeah. LA is just the vibe of how the film goes feels far more LA than SF. You know, yeah. all those hills and SF. Eh, yeah. Harrison Ford wasn't running up no hills. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, nah, bro, yeah. I ain't doing no. all that. No. Uh, so let her and, run through the glass. I'm I'm gonna follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll get in a a little deeper into the plot as we get into rewatchable scenes. Before we get into the, the questions, I just wanted to Talk about the grand old question, is Deckard human or a replicant? And we're going to keep this strictly in the confinements of Blade Runner, the original film. What do you think? Now, I think the last scene that references a memory I think he has, because he's early in the film, or earlier in the film, He's thinking of like a unicorn running unicorn. through like the forest. And then obviously Edward James Almost's character is like the origami king. Yeah. So he took like a foil gum wrapper and he made a unicorn and put it outside of his door. Mm-hmm. So like how would that dude have known to make the unicorn if he didn't know that Deckard had a memory of a unicorn? Especially what he says after Rachel dies. Yeah. So that also provide or, some strong or, no he says that she's gonna die or he's gonna die yeah and then he's like you know well we're all essentially ongoing it doesn't matter anyway yeah you know and it's like so is that dude a replicant i wonder i think he might have been yeah i have no idea he might have been a replicant because see and and that's the weird thing like are most of the cops replicants i feel like they kind of would need to be yeah because it didn't seem like there was much crime what much crime crime it was like they have cops just patrolling, but then it's like the Blade Runners are looking for these fake people. But how, like, how did he know? I guess he knew that that woman, because of her tattoo or whatever, Tattoo right? on the face. And then, yeah. I mean, it seemed like he was, it seems like he was probing her when he was um, asking her all those weird questions in that weird voice he was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, was, it, it was the voice from uh, Star Wars when... When he's in the uh, stormtrooper, the stormtrooper outfit, outfit. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, and he's voice. like, and he shoots it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was that voice. It Little was. callback. Yeah. So he's doing that yeah. weird ass voice, and I'm like, he's essentially giving her a quick 
impromptu test yeah. to see if it's her. Yeah. And obviously she fails. Yeah, and yeah. And she knows she, she knows failed. she failed. Yeah, because she immediately tries to kill this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm just going to shower first. Yeah. And then I'll beat your ass. Yeah, but then I'm going to kick the shit out of you, yeah. bro. And, you know, he's asked. Because she knew, like, she definitely knew. She she picked up on it quick. She's like, this month. She's like, this dude. Mm. So she's the one you think Sigourney Weaver could have been, right? Yes. You know what? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, like she just, but she just might not have wanted to do the nudity. No, the nudity, and it's a super small role. So she's like, well, yeah, but it, but it's an important. role. It is an important role. I mean, the four replicants are all important yeah. in their own way because they're all very different, and I think that's what is great about it because you see, like these these guys are like people. They aren't all the same. They're not. Yeah, like they could be as just because they were made on an assembly line doesn't mean they're a clone. It's like, yo, Roy was different than Leon. Pris was different than Zora. Like, Pris was almost this childlike, kind of innocent figure, where Zora was this hardened woman who's a sex worker and all that. Yeah. You know, but they're both replicants, and they're two entirely different personalities. Yeah. Roy has this more um, kind of revolt, uprising mentality that's strong and has a lot of... uh, intellectual properties behind it where leon just kind of feels like a brute ready to kill anyone yeah and and, and he is he's the muscle yeah he's a muscle yeah, yeah. he's immediately yeah. he's beating the shit dude harrison yeah. ford gets his ass kicked by every single body <laughs> in this movie bro yeah he does he takes a beating from everyone he Le- leon goes crazy like when he kills the first dude he just oh, yeah, it's just yeah. so unwarranted you know he's just like i'm like god damn bro. You know, hey you know talk about someone's mom oh yeah right so I mean, it's yeah. it's crazy. So, I I have gone back and forth over the last few years. Yeah, what do you think um, about what do I think? I change my mind all the time because Harrison and Ridley go back and forth. Yeah, that's it. what I was going to say you earlier. Like saying? they never gave a concrete. They they didn't. Ridley says he is. Harrison feels like he isn't. But I think at this point, Harrison's got to be leaning more towards replicant after Denis. But if Ridley says that he is, he's the director. He is a director. And it's his film. So I don't know what the writers thought, mm-hmm. but like the, it's essentially the director's product his even after vision. the writers write it. Mm-hmm. So if Ridley Scott says he's a replicant, then he has to be. He's got to be. But and Harrison I, makes his character, man. I think he got to say. But there are clues in there, mm-hmm. I believe, that. He's got, implant, but they're subtle. he's got implanted memories. Like, bro. Because all replicants do. Yeah, like, bro, unicorn running through. That, that's something you think about. Yeah. That feels implanted. You know what I mean? Yeah, it feels like, like an implanted memory, bro. Especially in a world where there's no animals. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And, and you see a mythical one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, you don't necessarily have any memories from before this third world war mm-hmm. that terminated everything on the earth except for these pockets of cities that are left yeah and it's like and like like we said clearly he was a blade runner before and hunting these things down before but now they want to bring him back in and he don't want to do it yeah because he seems like he's retired and then they bring him in for like one last job one last job it's that kind of trope and he's like he don't want to do it man but they pretty much force him yeah and it's like got blown to hell mm-hmm. and i'm like well what happened before where you're so reluctant to do this because i'm like that's money in your pocket yeah you know so he's like it ain't worth it essentially but who the fuck else is gonna do it i gotta essentially not save the world but i gotta take care of this problem or it can become a bigger problem yeah because they're illegal 
and they never really say why they're illegal. Do they? I'm guessing because of what is happening. I think they're afraid that if they live on too long, they're going to start getting too human. And these guys are stronger than us. They can learn faster than us. And you know what? And they can take over. And they might be able to actually live in the radiated parts of the world. Yeah. It's so, they, like, so they could actually repopulate the planet. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like with slavery. It's like, we have to keep these people down so they don't rise up and potentially be on an equal playing field yeah. with us. Because there's strength in numbers, ahead, but as long as they yes, don't think it. As long as they don't think it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we keep the population low, this won't be a problem. Yeah. Because if you let these replicants go on, they're going to eventually outnumber you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially if we jump into part two tropes yeah, where maybe they can reproduce. Yeah. So that's a whole nother thing, which is why I don't want to get into two too yeah. much. Cause now that's jumping. You're going on the 10 foot side now. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> and I don't know how to swim. Oh, so I'm scared of the. Yeah. Foot you don't. I, I don't. Oh, no. bro. Come on, bro. We got, you just got to throw you in the defense. <laughs> oh, and hurt you. Oh, um, so <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out, bro. It's, and then you'll <laughs> love it. It's not bad. Like, I don't like swimming, but I'm someone know how to do. But anywho, so yes, it's this film can be compared to a lot of things that's happened in human history. Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful thing about it. This film can be debated, just like we went back and forth about whether he's a replicant or not. There's a lot of things that says he might not be. Like I said, his lifespan. Yeah, he's clearly living way longer. Yeah, he has a different mentality than the other replicants, and you would think. By now, you've been living this long. You would have developed the same mentality that these other replicants have by now. Yeah. There has to be a similarity in the programming. Yes. But at the same time, has he been conditioned with his occupation to kind of eliminate emotions, kind of like a military type of presence? Yeah, yeah. Because if he has the empathy, he wouldn't want to kill them. Yeah. And maybe he's programmed without empathy. Yeah. But it's like, why program the other ones with it? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. There's so many questions to be answered. We can go back and forth all day long. Maybe they don't get programmed with it. And maybe what happened to Roy and Pris and Leon and uh, Zora. Zora is that they ended up evolving it. Yeah. But like they kind of like how they're like, AI is going to take over. Like, let's think of like Skynet in Germany. Yeah, Scott, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, like, you know, it evolved. Maybe they, the Nexus 6 was that next evolutionary step that caused that to happen it could maybe. bro because i mean maybe because they weird shit happens in programs all the time people yeah. can people can take a whole program you can take a bunch of code move a couple letters numbers around and boom it's an entirely different thing yeah so it's like yeah, there's gotta be some pre- yeah let's got, put it out with bugs, with bugs and let you guys and then figure, you it, figure out. it out yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like of course they're gonna evolve with each model and then if old models talk to new models and like it's Dude, it's it's very similar to real life. Yeah, because if they're if anything happens, they have to have some kind of system in place to uh to fix themselves. Yeah. Basically. Because yeah. who's gonna fix a replicant? You don't really need a doctor. Yeah, you're programmed to live for when you're supposed to live. Yeah. You probably don't get sick or get broken yeah. in that time period. But if you do, like your body probably heals itself. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking now not in a nineteen eighty two kind of way, but you know, more modern like nanite technology or whatever you know we just figured out and anyway crazy yeah so let's get into the the questions because 
we're, we're already we're running up and uh i think the question is oh, really yeah. gonna break everything else down yes yes all right so mvp who you got you know what uh there has to be two i got two or three. Oh, there might be three because because okay. i realized uh from you ridley scott mm-hmm. harrison ford mm-hmm. Rucker Howard. Rucker Howard, bro. Yeah, he man. Because and he's not even in it that he's much. He's not in it, but but the parts he's in are so Ooh, powerful. Impactful. Yeah. Know, he Yeah. His entire arc is the film. Yeah. That's what it's about. So Yeah, because he's like the stark contrast to Deckard. To Deckard, Deckard mm-hmm. is like this hard nosed, hard ass. Yeah, like, this is my job, this is what I do. He doesn't really think about the uh the motivations of the the of replicant. the replicants he's yeah. just like take them out yeah you know what i mean which is why that's what he has to do i couldn't be i couldn't have a decker's job me being human because i'd be like what i'm gonna go kill some people who just want to live yeah what if someone came and did that to me i want that you know what i'm saying in the book deckard is married and his wife says mm. you're a hired killer for the police and he says i've never killed a human in my life in which that means he doesn't look at them like Yes, that, exactly. It's kind of effed up. It is effed up. But yeah. if he is a replicant, that would be his program. Yeah. And that yeah. would be what makes it possible, having that lack of empathy. He so would sad. fail that test that Rachel Yes, he would. That was so that's so sad, man. Yeah. I'm gonna have to read this book. Because remember, she was like, Have you has anyone ever given you this given test? Given you this test. That, that's another yeah. thing that makes me think he might be a replicant. He might be a replicant. Because he never answers. hmm And he's like Oh well, shit. Yeah. He's like, I'll pass. I know I passed. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, maybe. He's God like, damn, damn, I was answering kind of like her. Maybe oh, shit. Maybe Leon is on to something. <laughs> yes, he was, bro. We'll get yeah. to him in a minute. But uh yeah. MVP of the film, I have Ridley and Harrison. Yeah. Um Ridley's the ultimate MVP. Oh, yeah, because without him, without him this wouldn't be, be it. Yeah. But Harrison, like you said, I think this is one of his best performances of his entire career. Yeah. And it was definitely his best performance up to that point. I do love Han Solo, especially in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. He has a much bigger arc. And he is, he truthfully is the main character of Empire Strikes oh, Back. Yeah. Like, don't be wrong, Luke is, this isn't Luke's journey yet. Jedi is Luke's journey. Yeah. Empire is Han's journey. And Han yeah. gaining empathy and because he falls in love with Leia. Yeah. And he learns to befriend stupid ass c3 and r2 <laughs> and he yeah. learns to deal with things and be around people he normally wouldn't want to and have feelings for people who normally didn't look at him he went out and saved luke when normally he'd be like Shh, that kid's out in the fucking storm fuck him i gotta yeah, worry yeah. about me i owe job of the hut some money so you know why he sliced open that tauntaun right on hoth he wanted to keep luke warm he <laughs> That's pretty good, bro. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yes, he did want to keep Luke warm, um, but that's not a lukewarm movie. That's a hot, hot fire. Yeah, uh, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. listen, don't get me started. Empire Strikes Back is one of my favorite movies, so we'll move on. So, yeah. peak season. You know what? Uh, based on what you just said, it might be Harrison Ford, really, because anything else he did after this, does it really compare to it? As far as quality of film, yeah, I don't think so. Some people, I feel like, would say 
Indiana Jones, man. Yeah, but Indiana Jones is a different type of film. Totally and different it's more type of action. Film. It is more action. So like, this is more acting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the key difference. Like even the new Indiana Jones, like he's decent because he's Harrison Ford, but there's so much useless, unnecessary action in it that it takes away from the actual story and the character. Of course. Which I, I can feel you on that for Ford's peak season, but like He's in so much good shit, dude. He's he's in a lot of he's good shit. But, like, but this is like this. This yeah. I, I think that's why the argument can be made. Now, even Rucker Hauer, like That's who I had for my peak season. Because like he did great stuff after this, but I think, yeah, this, this would is be his peak his, season. This, this made is the film that made him mm-hmm. like made American audiences be like, hey, look yeah. at this guy. Because he was a foreign actor for a while. Mm-hmm. That I gotta go with Rucker Hauer. That's who I had because yeah. I'd say well, either one, really. Yeah, but it's like, bro. See, the, the only reason I would say this isn't Harrison's peak season, because it is, I think, easily a top three Harrison Ford film and performance. Yeah. Indy made him, dude. Yeah. Indy I mean, made him. It did. Indy and like, Star Wars. But look, your favorite indie movie is... Uh, is 89, though. Yeah, and that's with Sean, Sean Connery. Big Sean. So, so it's like... This one, I feel like he was carrying the film. He did. Oh, yeah. This was this was all him. But I mean, every other film, even like, you know, Temple of Doom, you have like Kate Capshaw with him in Short Round. Kate Capshaw is horrible. Oh, she is horrible. (laughs) But but what I mean is like, they take some weight off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This film is almost all him. It is really all him. Like until Rucker Howard's introduced, it is his show for sure. Because. Once Rucker Howard comes in, he's doing a lot of heavy lifting. He is. But it was, you know. It's all in Ford contrast, was Atlas though. Yeah, it's all in contrast. That. Yes. Yeah. It, it, you're right. It is it is hard to say it's I not Harrison's. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I can't argue with that. But I can't it, argue with that. Definitely Rucker Howard's. But like, I can't argue with that. But this film paved the way for, like, Witness. Oh, fuck yeah. Witness and, and then. And, like, Mosquito Coast. Like, all those dramatic roles that he did in between the Indiana mm-hmm. Jones and after Star Wars. It's because of this film, I believe. I do, too, because it did show, okay, this guy can play a stoic, like, just emoting guy. He yeah. actually can act. He's not just a yeah. pretty guy who can be fun, you know? Yeah, because it's like an action movie, but not really. Yeah, like, there's, there's some action The action scenes are very few and far in between. Yeah. Like, there's action, but it's really a slow burn of a, of a built-up story that kind of, it's, it's a, Blade Runner is hard to describe if you haven't seen it. Yeah. It is its own beast. And it's like, didn't Tom Selleck have a movie? Kind of, maybe not like Blade Runner, but it was something with like robots and stuff in the 80s. I forget what it was called. Man. I don't know. But no. I think it was like his version of, you know, his well, his mustache. Yeah, it was like Mustache Runner or something. <laughs> I, I forget. I forget what it was Tom called. Selleck. Free, free mustache rides. Free. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right bro best quotes believe it or not uh one of the few that i can think of is uh i love it when leon's beating the shit out of him and leon says something to him like it really sucks to be to know that like that fear because leon and and batty say like pretty much the same thing to him it's something about like fear like before you you die or knowing you're gonna die or something like that and, painful like, to live in fear isn't it yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> I was yeah. like, I got the quote. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. And Harrison Ford is like, I agree. Yeah, this sucks, bro. <laughs> you beat my ass. That yeah. should beat my ass. Now you beat my yeah. ass. It's Everybody like, I see kicks my ass. But the way that he says it, he's like, I agree. That's and one it, of the things that makes me think Harrison could be human 
because he can't fight nearly as good as these other wrestling kids. He can't, but if that's in his programming, so like, why would it be, be? Like, he might be like, what if he's like a Nexus Five? He could be and, an and old model, six. and they're just newer and stronger. Cause, cause yeah, he's, he's got to be in it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would make sense because. Yeah. I'm like, he, bro, I'm like, Chris is just a pleasure model. She's whooping your yeah. ass, Yeah, because he does get the, un- oh, my God, yeah, we'll probably get it. We'll get there. I got yeah. the rewashables. But, yeah, yeah so um, that was a good quote you have. I did have that in my quotes. Because, actually, Leon does have a lot of good quotes. Like, one, is this part of the test? Yeah. He's asking about, oh, yeah. like, where he lives. And he's like, I live in a hotel. He's like, is it nice? He's like, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. I'll tell you about my mother. Yeah. <laughs> That the whole oh, first yeah. test with Leon and the old uh, Blade Runner is it's so funny and so awkward all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, because you don't really know what's going on. You don't, yeah, because that's kind of like how the film kind of starts, really. Yeah. That's like the first like spoken dialogue you really get. And yeah. All that, so you're like, what the hell is going on? And isn't the dude like setting it all up? Because I mean, they yeah. show Decker setting it up later mm-hmm. when he's doing it for Rachel, and then he, he's setting it up. Yeah, yeah, and then like her line, like that we already talked about, like. Has anyone ever given you this test? That's a great That's line a great because line. it kind of triggers, I think, in him this thing like, oh shit. Oh yeah, it definitely sparked in his mind. Like, yeah. What if I? What am I? What am I? Should I be doing what I'm doing? You know, I'm. It's sickening. He's almost like a Stephen from Django. You know, it's like, damn, you a slave, but you helping the masters keep the slaves down. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. so. It is nuts, but that's a good quote too. The one you just brought out. Um, yeah. I had. Painful living fear, isn't it? Yes, that's it's great, yes. great quote, and it's real, man. Of course, I had and noodles. You know, early on when he's ordering his food, yeah, you know, fun, talking to the Asian guy who they made sound so stereotypical <laughs> Asian, bro. Yes, I was yes. like, I was like, man, this they wouldn't make him sound like this now. I was yeah, like, um, more human than human is our motto. Yeah, you know, that's another one. Um, but he's giving Rachel a test, bro. And he's asking her about, like, if she was with a woman. She said, is this testing if I'm a replicant or a lesbian? That would make me laugh. I'm like, that's, that's right. She's like, when he asked her, I'm like, why do you ask her that? And then she says that. I'm like, yo, for real. I'm like, that's the most random question. But, and then. It's almost like he ran out of questions. It, it was. Well, he had to have. Yeah. Because it's like, it if took her like so many. Yeah, yeah, it took her so many. Yeah. Oh, a good one. Wake up. Time to die. That was a good quote. Um, I'm not the business. I'm not in the business. I am the business. Like, oh man, yeah. it's not easy to meet your maker. You know, <laughs> um, that's that whole scene is great when Roy first meets Tyrell. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of quotes. Up, there's a lot of quotes from that scene. Yeah. It's yeah. not easy to meet your maker. Um, this one is the realest thing Tyrell says in the whole film. The light that burns twice as bright burns half as long. And you have burned so very, very brightly, Roy. Look at you. You're the prodigal son. You're quite a prize. Wow. And it's him justifying essentially like why I kill you in four years. Yeah. You know, he's like, listen, even though you only live four years, in those four years, you live more life than people who live a whole lifetime. Yeah. You're a lot stronger, smarter, faster, all that than any regular person. But he's like that essentially trying to justify like that comes at a cost, which we all know you you can bypass that. Oh yeah. Um you can probably just flip a switch. Flip a switch it. and he's like, Yeah, let me just turn the time up. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, and 
Sorry, I had you on four years. It should have been 40. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we'll just flip that. And, you know, that whole scene is very powerful because Roar realizes a lot about himself, about how humanity sees him yeah. and his lover. And it breaks his heart. Yeah. And because his whole world is shattered. It's shattered. It's yeah. shattered. And he's like, basically, you're telling me I came to the guy, the source himself. And he said, fuck you, essentially. He told me to fuck off and gave me a rose at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's what he did. And another one from that scene. True. If only you could see what I've seen with your eyes. And because, you know, he kills Tyrell. Yeah. And pushes his fucking eyes out. Oh, pretty rough scene. There's also, I, you're probably going to get to it, but like when, when Roy is dying. Oh, man. And, and this, and you know, what, he's, what he says, like the different things that he's seen. Dude, when he's talking about the raindrops erasing like memories. Yeah, yeah. You know, the tears. And oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, yeah. Six, seven, go to hell. Six or seven, go to hell or go to heaven. Yeah. Um, that was another one. He's like. Oh, yeah, when he's counting. Yep. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, damn. Um, Roy. Roy says a lot of good lines from the time he meets Tyrell to the time he fights Decker. I guess that shows too, like his he evolved so much. Yeah, in his, twenty minutes. His like <laughs> abnormal intelligence, let's say, because and like how he was able to, because he's obviously the leader of the the replicants who got away, mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that, and I I think he he is the uh, the. I guess in a way, it's going to sound crazy. Maybe like a Christ-like. Christ-like. I was yeah. like, he is Christ-like. Yeah. He's very Christ-like. Yeah. I, I thought about that first time I ever watched it. Because I'm like, he is essentially sacrificing himself for all of his people. Yeah. And, and he does kind of crucify or get at least so, somewhat of a symbolic stigmata yes. in his hand because he sticks yes. a nail through his own mm-hmm. hand. He does. And yeah. I, that, that made me think about it too. And I'm like, what he did change Deckard forever. And it really shows yeah. in 2049, which we'll get more into, where I think Roy's sacrifice and death actually did some good. Yeah. Um, we'll get to, we'll get to that in 49. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I didn't think about that, but you're right. That is what changed it. Mm-hmm. It changed that because like yeah. in 49, he's like, mm, my hands are in the air. I'm he lives out in the middle of nowhere. His house yeah. is sick as hell. Oh, oh yeah. That is one of the best sci-fi scenes of all time when Kay gets to Decker's house and they meet and fight. Uh, Gold, like, filter he had, like, Denis was using. The editing there is out of this world. You're just an Elvis fan. I do, you know, (laughs) I just, it's crazy because I don't listen to him like that, but I like Elvis-themed shit. (laughs) And you know, I I love that scene because I think Suspicious Minds is playing or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and Deckard's like, I like this song. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's nice because it's, it's cool showing Deckard with some human-like characteristics. Yeah, like Deckard's yeah. obviously evolved very heavily since he met Roy. Yeah. Because he is far more human than he's ever been. Yeah, and it's 30 years later. 30 years later. I mean, look, yeah. he, he looks it. He and, acts it. And, like, honestly, even if he was human and not a replicant, realizing that, like, replicants have those kinds of emotions and feelings helped him become more yep. human. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Cause oh, he could man. finally empathize with these things that he, he didn't see as human. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He sure didn't. Cause looking at like looking at Roy's eyes 
when Roy could have let him die. Yeah. He didn't. That, oh, yeah, that's that right. That'll change Save a man it. forever. Yeah. You know, like, he's like, this guy's not the fucking enemy. No. You know, this is not the enemy. Yeah, because you said something like that last week. Like, you don't see him as the villain. I never saw and, Roy as a villain. And you're you're right. It's Tyrell. It's He's Tyrell. That's from like, it's Tyrell. Yeah. I got the one more corporations quote. Corporations are evil. Anyway. Yep. One more quote. Okay. And it's when Rachel's died. Or when she's dying. It's too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? And that says a lot because that yeah. carries into when he picks up Rachel and he's going on the elevator and then he sees the origami and yeah. That that quote rings again in his head and I'm like, yeah. God, man. That that's one of the another big eh, Decker might not be a human. Yeah. It's it's so god damn, it's so it's difficult to to really understand, especially when you get into 49. But man, I, I think that know. dude knows because at one point he makes know. a matchstick, man. Yeah, he's got to know. Cuz what is a matchstick, man? It's not a man. It's not a man. You know? Smashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So I think that dude is there to kind of give you clues, the origami guy. Yeah. And even though he is older in 2049, I don't think he really says much, does he? Like, he doesn't tell him because you still don't really know. You basically. really you don't know. No. And I love that about it. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the best things about it. They don't, they never say, yes, he is or no, he isn't. I yeah. love that. It's what makes the film so good because it's you can talk about it endlessly then when you have yeah. definitive answers it's like that was that yeah two plus two is four and there's not much to talk about after that yeah you yeah know? that's and, true and, but we can debate language we can debate literature all day long so that's why i've always favored english and arts or english from writing more so than numbers yeah um because that's just how my mind works i don't have a mechanical mind yeah. i like to break things down analytically and think I I don't care about crunching numbers. So that's just me. That's probably why I personally think this is one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. You know why I don't like math? Oh, God. I'm sure you got it. It took me. No, no. Believe it or not. And this is a legitimate thing. It took me a long time to realize that a lot of the math, like, if you look at, like, uh, I forget, like, the Fibonacci sequence is, like, a complex math equation that explains why things in nature are the shape that they are. Mm-hmm. So when I when I learned that, I realized like, oh, so math was just made up to rationalize why things already existed. Mm. So why do I have to know math if things had already existed? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, but math is quite helpful. Oh, oh, oh it's very helpful. <laughs> Trust me. Look, computers. Computers. Yeah, I'm like know, math everything. is. I get it. But, I love math and science. But it, I just don't love math. And yeah, science. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why I'm a little more artistic minded. You definitely too, are too. Because it's like. If I look at numbers that way, I can't take them seriously as like zeros and ones or yeah, anything. Bro, yeah, bro, like the coding in the matrix was it was green numbers and letters. Yeah, that's it. All right. So um we got through the quotes. That's what I got for quotes. Any, okay. any more? I the ones I'm thinking of now I think are from twenty forty nine. Okay. So I have to And that's why I'm like, I need to watch back. that again. Yeah. That's why I don't that's why I was like, no, I wanna of, watch this again. One of Ken's it. best films. It's definitely, bro. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It might be his singular best film. Yeah. I don't know. He's in a lot of good fucking movies, man. Yeah, but he does such a he great... He good roles. He does a great job, I think, of, as Kay of being like... It's almost like the anti-Ken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really what it yes, is. he is anti-Ken. 
And, yes. And that just shows you the range of my man RG. So he's he's yeah. a man. All right, what's age the best? Honestly, um, not much has aged badly. No, I got not. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, everything's aged the best, yep. I believe. Because like you said, you watch it now, it still looks good. Looks great. It's I had still, looks and practical. Yeah. That's what I had. Looks, practical effects. Yeah. Age the best. The only thing I think would be the computer screens, if it was more modern, they'd be flat. Yeah, That's the only thing. yeah, but I ain't gonna nitpick about that from an <laughs> no, '80s that, movie. But that would be my nitpick. Like, yeah. come on, you you didn't think yeah, computers were gonna look different? Yeah, and you know you're right. You're like you are right. They, but they're like, shit. How do we design this flat screen? I guess they yeah. could they could have made something up. Yeah, just you know, and and they could have like matted it and like green screened it in later. Or yeah, something, you know. So nothing for what do you got for what's age the worst? Nothing actually. I I think for you it would be that Asian dude's accent. Yes, that that would be yeah. pretty bad. Which yeah, okay, guys, I'm all for like I don't mind picking fun at other races, especially my own. And I did think it was funny. I just was like, eh, yeah, filmmakers would from, leave this out now. Yeah, from 2024. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, 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 so like I don't have a problem with it. I laughed because even but, James Hong, he didn't seem that aggressively uh asian stereotype yeah. you know he just seemed like hey it's james hong yeah. from the 80s because in the yeah. 80s he was always he was like, that, that asian guy yeah. yeah so yeah. but yeah i'm like i don't have a problem with it it's just like i just look at it now like if ridley made this movie in 2020 he wouldn't put that in he would yeah. he would be like talk normal you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Please. like because whoever they hired probably yeah. be a regular sounding guy anyway I, I wonder if they did it to show how people emigrated from areas that weren't habitable Maybe so. It it may not have been d- done intentionally to be offensive. Well, it wouldn't have been done intentionally to be offensive, but but not even to be like a, a caricature, but maybe to see or to show like how all these people left yeah. on Earth are coexisting. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Did have all, like, all the survivors. Yeah, because he had like the gypsy type characters, yeah, and like yeah. yeah, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of yeah. different ethnic groups, like, and they were all mostly merchants. Yeah, you know, all selling something or whatever. So yeah. it, that is that is interesting to think about, and I think that's why moving it to LA was probably a better idea. Yeah. for the film, that's good. Okay, rewatchable scenes. I got a few. Oh my god, all so mine many. push the story ahead. So you go ahead and tell us yours. I love uh, when he and Leon are fighting. Oh god, like, yes. Like I said earlier, because he's just like throwing him on. He's cars. getting fucking. Man, like, yeah, he is. He's just getting his ass beat, dude. Zora was beating his ass. Yeah, like, he was like, dude, he gets smoked. <laughs> and, and honestly, believe it or not, like even that scene where like he's talking to her and he has that voice that you love, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she goes and she like showers and then she's getting dressed, and then she's like, you know, I, I forget because it's not a zipper. She's like turns her back to him and says, you know, fix me up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he is. His defenses are down. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really great scene because the whole time you can kind of feel a little bit of tension from him because he's trying to figure it out. Like you mm-hmm. said, he's he's quizzing her in his uh, milk toast kind of yep. way. And she already knew because she's like, bro, you don't come up in here. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen you before. You either a cop or something. Yeah. You something I should probably be looking out for. Yeah. So she knew right away. He probably didn't have to start giving her the test. And she knew. Pretty much any scene where he's with a replicant, whether it's Rachel, Chris, Leon, Roy, or Zora, they know. I, but but like yeah. it's it's interesting to see how he interacts with them. Yeah, because he like, interacts with them all differently. Yeah, and and those are the best scenes because 
they show his motivation because of his job. Yep. Mm. And either how good he is, is at his job or how, how shitty. How terrible. Yeah. I actually thought he was bad at his job. Yeah, yeah it I seems like, like yeah. When I first watched it. Yeah. Like, I saw, I saw when I was like a, like a young teen for the first time. But I watched it again for the first time in like probably 10 years, like maybe three years or so ago. And I'm like, he's the worst cop ever. Yeah, I'm like, he if is. you're supposed to be essentially a cop, you're not that good. Bro. Why did they want you so bad? <laughs> and, and you know what? It could be a thing where. We don't know, like you said, what stopped him yeah. if he was retired. He might have just lost his edge. What, what if he, you know, there's always like a story where like a hero quits because they like kill an innocent Killed person. Innocent, yeah. Maybe that's what happened. But he said he never killed a human in the book, right? Yeah, that, that's what he says in the book. But I Maybe don't, it happens later. The, but the film is like, it's not completely different, but it's. A different, you know, okay. It's like an alternate version, so it could be that he he regrets something, and so he is off of his game because of whatever happened before. Mm-hmm. That that emotion that he's not supposed to have. He's not supposed to have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got, I had a few. One, obviously, opening up with Leon getting tested. Oh yeah, yeah. It's funny. It 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 it, it put plants the seed. Yeah. In your head of what's to come. And it's cool because you see the different ways, the style of testing. Like, that guy administered a test different than Harrison Ford did. Yeah, he did. And his test results were entirely different doing Rachel versus when this guy did Leon. Yeah. And it kind of showed you that replicants do have personality. So, I did like that. Um, my next one, the replicant test with Deckard and Rachel. Yeah. And – a lot that scene first of all that scene is gorgeous the way it's framed with the the gold looking room and the owl and it's just beautifully framed and rachel delivers some banger lines all through it that all let you know something's off here everything she says lets you know something's off especially with deckard because the way deckard reacts (laughs) to how she the way deckard reacts to how she Answers the questions. The questions she asks him, she challenges him, and you know he's never been challenged like that before. Yeah, you're right. Which tells you right away that Rachel is a different type of replicant than the other ones. Yeah, and that's kind of, and that probably is what intrigues him too. Oh my he, god, yes, he kind of falls in love. Yeah, he's you know? like, wait a second. He's like, hold on. He's like, and you're a never had attraction before, but yeah, now I got some. Hold yeah. up, Domo Origato, right? <laughs> what classic. But yeah, so that's a good scene, and then you know we get we get to see Tyrell there, and he gets to talk to his him glasses, a little bit. Man. His glasses, of he, course, he got them from uh, De Niro. De Niro yep, from he Good borrowed them. Yeah. Like, De Niro borrowed them from him. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Remember Blade Runner? <laughs> I need those." Yeah. <laughs> so Tyrell, Tyrell's one of those guys who he can make his justification sound beautiful, but at yes. the end of the day, it's still fucked up. Yes, yes. Um, because he does say some poetically beautiful things that would make the lesser mind be like, hmm, okay. Kind of like some, like, I'm sure Adolf Hitler said some things that made people yeah. say, okay. But at the end of the day, this guy's insane. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Tyrell is one of those guys who knows what to say, when to say it, which partially is why he is at the success level he is. He's clearly a smart dude. He made all this stuff. Yeah. So, that's a good scene in there. Of course, Deckard fighting Zara. First yeah. of all, the club is awesome that he goes to. 
the vibe of it. That's somewhere I'd love to go and check out. I don't frequent strip clubs. Actually, I don't go to strip clubs ever. But if I was going to go to one, I want it to look like this place. Yeah, you want um, it to be like a cyberpunk Yeah, strip Yeah, club. bro. I want, like, yeah. crazy-looking, like, pale skin, like, wild-styled chicks that you Red don't hands. get. Oh, <laughs> of course. Right. Chicks you don't normally see at a strip club. I want that. I want them in fishnets and crazy stuff because I'm a weird guy, guys. Um, I love the club. The club was awesome. I love Harrison Ford's voice that he <laughs> took from Star Wars and used. That part's funny. Um, you know, and then it's it's cool because you get to see Harrison Ford doing a little bit of investigation. He's good at investigating. He is. He just can't apprehend suspects. And maybe it's because he's used to Maybe it's like when he tests them, they fail, and he can get he them, can right, get them there. right there. Yeah, but maybe yeah, he's not used to you actually doing, doing the action. Yeah, he's yeah, like, God yeah. damn, this cop shit sucks. Yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> you got chase these things. Yeah, what? they fight back. He's like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is he? I'm like, he's a good investigator. Yeah, terrible combat and apprehender. I'm like, my lord. So yeah, you. You you get to see that scene and Zora beats his ass. She yeah. throws him through glass, oh bro. God. She's punching him, kicking him, and then Leon comes up, starts oh, beating the shit right out after. of this guy. Right? I'm like, yeah. this guy can't catch a break. But who saves him? Rachel. Oh yeah, she, she does. She comes clutch. Yeah, kills Leon. Yeah, ooh. he don't even get the pleasure of killing Leon. She kills him. Now, he did kill Zara, right? Yeah, he yeah, killed Zara. Yeah, he shot her. He got lucky twice. twice. Yeah, he got lucky. Yeah. She was up his ass, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I was like, ain't you supposed to be the best? That's what I was like. <laughs> ain't you supposed to be good? But I do love when our leads struggle in action scenes. I hate when you watch an action scene and, like, the dude's just perfect. That's so, why I like Jackie Chan movies. Oh, Jackie yeah. Chan be getting fucked up, man. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I'm like, he be getting yeah. fucked up. Makes it far more real. Like, watch the park scene. And police story too, incredible. Anywho, another scene. My next one. Yeah. <sighs> Deckard and Rachel hooking up for the first time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very when, important. When scene. when he's like saying, you know, say kiss me, say kiss me, and say, he's yeah, he's giving off that old school eighties kind of a uh, vibe that a lot of men gave off back then towards yeah. women. You know, and like you said, it felt noiry, especially in that scene. It felt like Humphrey Bogart, you know, and, like and the heroine. Yeah, 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 back yeah. in an old 40s, 50s movie. And the whole, like, take me, baby. Yeah. Come here, sweetheart. Come here, kid. But, you know, but you notice, like, he's telling her what to say, and then she just keeps saying it. She does, but she's hesitant at first. Yeah. And then. Because she doesn't know. I don't, I don't know if she just is, like, enjoying it. Or if she's scared, you really don't know what emotion she's feeling. Yeah, it could be both. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, yeah, because you know. it's a, it would be a new emotion for her because she's only been yes. like this dude's niece or yep, pet. Yep, yep, yeah. And, and so he's you know showing he her, bang her. So. Yeah, yeah. So he's showing her. Deckard is showing her like love. Yeah, love and affection, affection and passion, attention. Yeah, that lust. she hasn't known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's never experienced lust. Definitely yeah. not. And I don't think he has either. Yeah, he might and, not have. It could have been their first time. I think it was both their first times experience lost. Yeah. And because like you said, the obviously the book's way different than the movie. Because obviously from the movies, he, if in the book he's married, then it's probably his first time. But here yeah. it is. And I think it is based on how awkward both of them are yeah. about it. And he's like, you can tell he's doesn't quite know what to say. 
but he says what he thinks he should say. Yeah. Probably stuff he's seen in movies or TV. <laughs> and Probably from those old From movies. those old, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was watching, he's like, Humphrey Bogart was my favorite actor. You yeah, know, or yeah. William Holden, somebody like that. Yeah. So, he, um, I, I think that scene's incredible because although it is very awkward in its tension building, the tension is great and it does push their relationship forward and you can see them falling in love and it's like, he knows like, yeah, she's a replicant, but dude, she ain't she ain't a replicant too. Yeah, she don't yeah. feel like a replicant. She feels like someone I can connect with. And I'm alone. He's alone all the damn time. He ain't got no friends, no family, no nothing, bro. No one around. Yeah, and he lives in that tiny lives in that apartment. tiny little apartment. It's a cool apartment, but it's small and like yeah. You know, but you know how us men are, bro. We don't need no, we don't need a lot. Yeah, you know, like if you were a hundred percent single guy, no wife, no kids, bro. If you had yeah. an apartment. The size of where we're at now, with as this long as you got a kitchen, bathroom, you be like, I'm straight, bro. Yeah, I got my comments, I got yeah. my stuff set up, we're good, and yeah. I'll be the same way, bro. You know, yeah. it's like it's like Dave Chappelle said in one of his stand-ups. He said, "Listen, guy. He said, listen, ladies. If men didn't need a place to take you to bang, we wouldn't buy a house. He said, we live in a cardboard box and be fine. Like, you know, so, you yeah, know, he's right. He is. I'm like, bro, listen, bro. I'll be happy. I don't need no crazy stuff, bro. Like, shoot, yeah. as long as I can watch my films, I'm chilling. But, yeah, that scene says a lot. And it sets up Deckard on an emotional journey. It sets up Rachel on an emotional journey. And you know they're feeling emotional because she just saved his life. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah. He's he's feeling things towards her like someone just risked themselves for me. Someone just helped me. And he's probably <laughs> never felt that before. Yeah, because so, I doubt anyone ever did or would have. No, I doubt that. He's all he's known, kill replicants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or arrest them, whatever. So that's all he's known. So yeah. I think that was a very powerful scene in pushing the emotional side of all of our heroes really for because from there on that's when we start really seeing Roy come in and press and the yeah. emotional shit starts coming. Um, you got, I got, I got a few more, you okay. know what I'll run through mine. Cause I think they yeah, pretty go much ahead. go from start to end. Yeah. So my next one was Pris, Sebastian and Roy all discussing all their own personal issues in life oh, yeah. at Sebastian's house when Roy first arrives. Um, because you know, uh, Sebastian finds Pris outside first. Yeah. And takes her in. And he shows her all his cool ass toys, like those two little servant toys he yeah, has, which were yeah. really cool. Another cool thing about the film, just like that tech was cool. Like it felt like a Frank Oz puppet, but in electronic form. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. But so you got that. Um, you got Pris and Sebastian, they're bonding. And you can tell he likes her. And I don't think he likes her in a romantic way because even when she gets made up and stuff and she's like how do i look and he's like what exactly is he i'm trying to remember what he says i think he says you look better he says you look better and she's like well don't you think i look beautiful and he's like well yeah you look beautiful but i don't think that was his first thought so i don't yeah. think he looked at pris like "Ooh, she's hot i, I think I, he looked at pris like this beautiful creation yeah i don't think made. he was mentally capable, capable of, of i feel like, like he that. was asexual probably yeah yeah and so he, so then Roy comes in and then Roy and Sebastian, you know, they figure out that he works for Tyrell and Roy's like, well, can you maybe get me close to this guy? Cause this guy is ruining my life because yeah. he put this clock on me and I ain't ready to go. And he's like, me and her, we got a lot more to do. And 
you know, they ask him, Chris asks Sebastian, how old are you? And he says he's 25. Dude looks like he's 50 years old. Yes, yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, and you're still here on, here on Earth? And he explains his disease where he has some some form of his glands age quicker. So that's why he is the way he is. Yeah. So he's kind of an outcast left behind. Like, you aren't good enough yes. to come along, even yeah. though he's clearly a genius. Yeah, because he's made Tyrell a lot of money, right? Yeah, he, he makes – yeah, he works for me. He makes yeah. – he designs all these toys and all these all this stuff. So I'm like, the dude's probably rich, and he's probably smart enough to go, but they're like, you're a lesser than. So who want to procreate with you? We want yeah. perfect beings here. So I get why they, he might have not been permitted to go. And it says a lot about not only the replicants in the world, but also some of the humans that are left. And I just thought it was a brilliant, beautiful scene, although not a lot of crazy, nothing. It's it's not a scene where you're going to take a whole bunch away from, but it does push the story forward very nicely. Yeah, you're right. Um, obviously, the next one is Sebastian meeting. Sebastian taking... Um, Roy and Chris to meet Tyrell. Yeah. And that seems crazy. Uh, pulled a lot of quotes out of it from Tyrell and Roy. Some of the best back and forth in the movie because they're both explaining their sides. And I'm sorry. For me, I just can't understand you, Tyrell. I'm fully on Roy's side because I understand what he's saying and I don't understand what you're saying. So is it Deckard's movie or Roy's movie? At the at the end of the day, you know it's, what I mean? It's Roy's tragedy. But Deckard's story. Okay. Um, actually, it's Deckard's tragedy, Roy's story. Okay. I don't know, man. They're both. Yeah, that's what I'm like. They're, they're that's like when, when Roy gets introduced, yeah, he does kind of jump in the driver's seat a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he does. Even though it's more peripherally in the background because you're focused on Deckard. Mm -hmm. But because of Roy. He's pushing it along. Yeah, his, yeah. His yeah. narrative's pushing everything along. And then. Once the climax at the end, it makes it so much more powerful. So yeah. in that scene, um, though I was just talking about Tyrell dies, um, Roy kills him, which is awesome. Because as sweet as Tyrell tried to make himself out to be, I think he's the number one villain in this film. I think oh, he's yeah. a piece of shit. He's a terrible human being. Yes, I think he's a terrible guy. And I think he's one of the most selfish people on earth. Um, so I love that scene and the tension with Sebastian and Tyrell when they're talking about the chess game and you can Sebastian knows something bad is going to happen you yeah. can feel it in him and I feel bad for Sebastian because he's like unfortunately it's almost like the Nazi mindset he was just following orders yeah and unfortunately in this day and age that don't fly with us but how do you put yourself in somebody's brain back then yeah how how would you know the fear they felt so it, it a lot of stuff like this movie plays into a lot of shit, which is why I think it's so good. Um, let's finish this up, get going. Deckard killing Press. Oh yeah. Um, Deckard pulls up on. First of all, the scene is badass because Pris is Daryl Hannah brilliantly plays Press because she's standing there with the veil on, so still, almost like a toy. Yeah. And in that collection of toys. In the collection of toys. And yeah. it's like, yo, you really if you if you weren't watching the movie and walked in and saw that scene, you have no idea it was a person. Yeah. You think it was all toys. So when she pops out on this dude, I got scared. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh yeah. 
And she starts whooping this dude's oh ass, God. bro. Then she jumps like, on his bro. neck. I thought she was going to snap that dude's neck. Yeah. Luckily, he was able to turn himself around. Because yeah. she's literally turning his body with her legs. And I'm like, God, <laughs> this is a pleasure model? Yeah. I'm like, what are the fucking combat models do? I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, she's going crazy. Well, what's Roy into? That's really the question. What's Roy batty You into? know Roy's into some funky <laughs> shit, bro. You know he is. He. Yeah. Dude, look at the way he walks around. You know, he probably likes getting spanked, whipped, chains, <laughs> cut, all that, bro. He's probably, he probably loves Cronenberg films, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pris is, like, Daryl Hannah's beautiful in this movie. Like, she was in crazy shape. She has a crazy cool look with the all white face paint with the black over the eyes. I think it's gorgeous. I love it. Like, I just love cyberpunk, futuristic stuff like that. So I think Daryl Hannah looked great in this film. Her whole look, the outfits, everything works and clicks. And Daryl Hannah's just, she's just a good action star. Like, she, bro, Kill Bill 2? Yeah. Going hard, bro. She yeah, is, the eyes have it. Dude, my God. <laughs> like, oh, she goes She hard. made a big splash. She did. That's really. What? Another good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that in a minute. I'm going to have to watch that soon. Um, So, that one's crazy. But then right as he kills her. Into my last most rewatchable scene, Decker versus Roy, man. That's probably the best scene. It's the, the best scene film. in the film. It is the rain. In, what, once the get rain the and yeah, with the rain yeah. with the roof, and I mean, even before they, yeah, dude, when, when Roy, yeah, dude, when he busts through the wall yeah. and grabs Deck, I'm like, yeah, oh, this takes his gun from. I'm like, oh my goodness, and, and when he like busts his head through the bathroom mm-hmm. wall, I'm like, Roy could have killed this dude. If Roy wanted to kill him, it would have been done. Very quickly. Yeah, I don't think he wanted <laughs> he to He didn't him. want to kill him. I think he needed he, him he needed to him. understand. Yes, out, bro. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, he needed him to understand. Roy's like, whether I die or not, you're going to get it. And you're really going to get it because you don't know who you really are yet. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that's what makes me think Dex a rep. Because I'm like, because yeah. I, you, when I first watched, I was like, he's human. He's human. He's human. I don't care about these memories. He's human. Yeah. And then like, I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way he's human, right? And I go back and forth, but. God, Roy and Deckard are going at it. Or more so, Roy's going at it. Because Deckard's getting his ass whipped, bro. Yeah. He's throwing him through glass. Yeah. Punching him. Pulling him through walls. Yeah. He gets on the roof. He has an opportunity to kill him. He yeah. says some of the best quotes in the movie, like, I've already gone over. But he saves him. Yeah. He pulls him up. And Roy himself dies. And it's sad when Roy died. I was at, out of everyone who dies in the film. I was most sad about Roy. Yeah. Um, even more than Prisk, even though Prisk was probably my favorite character in it. Um, Why was she your favorite character? Because I just love her. She, she feels like a pillar that needs to be in that film for it to work. She's like hardly in it though. She's crazy. hardly in it, but yeah. her presence has felt hard. I got the dope Pris Funko pop. I'll oh, send you nice. a picture of it later. Okay. Um, <laughs> she, she's like, she's almost like, um, like a Lily Gladstone in, in Killers. Okay. Don't talk a lot. Don't see her a lot. But her presence is felt through the whole thing. Yeah. Because Pris is almost like childlike innocence. Yeah. Because she, she even though, yeah, she's with Roy, she has the mind of like maybe a 12 or 13-year-old. Well, I don't know, though, because when she, when Sebastian first comes up and sees her like in the trash, mm-hmm. she acts that way. But then when she's walking in, she gets that like look on her face, like she knows what she's doing. Oh, she's yeah! I think she knows what's good, but at the same time, I don't think she had any malicious intent at all. 
Really? You think she did? That look that she gets when they're walking in, when Sebastian can't see her, mm -hmm. tells me that she had malicious intent. You think so? Yeah, she knew who he was and why she was there and what she was doing. You might be right. I'm sure Roy set that up, though. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Roy's definitely the brains behind it all. Oh, yeah. And she just loves him, so she's like, he's whatever. Yeah, whatever he needs me to do, I'll do. She was a soldier for Roy, so was Leon, and so was Zora. Yeah. They were all soldiers for him. Yeah, so, and the other two that, that died. That died, they would have been soldiers for him. Yeah. So I look at Pris's. Yes, she was like his girlfriend, but he ran the show. He pulled the puppet yeah. strings. He told her what to do. So... I, I just, Pris just had an innocent vibe to her because she did like Sebastian. Yeah. I don't think she wanted to hurt Sebastian at all. Yeah. I think her main goal, Roy obviously is explaining things to her. Honey, we're not what they try and make us out to be. We can be whatever we want. So he's explaining yeah. to her about, I'm sure about Tyrell and everything. So she knows what's up. But I think, because she, she was like, Sebastian, you're our bestest friend. Yeah. And she, they had a real good night together and she loved hanging out with him and he liked hanging out with her. And I'm like, I know she's thinking like in a different world, I would just love to stay here forever. Yeah. But you have a time clock. You know, it doesn't matter. You have to act. You have to do something. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, what, what a great scene. It's kind of a good <laughs> film. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was my – that's what I got for most rewatchables. But, I mean, just like we said, the way it ends, it really – makes you think and it really does the way it ends i feel like it, it almost begs for a sequel in a weird way yeah because there's so many unanswered questions mm -hmm. and it's like and man you need i want to some know. clarity it's like i just need yeah. a little bit of clarity i feel like mark anthony i was like i just need to know <laughs> yeah, so yeah yeah um so let's get in the Hey, I was watching Big Night um, last week. You okay. know, he's in that. He don't speak much. He don't speak much, but he's in the whole thing. Wow. Great film, bro. Stanley Tucci, really good in there. Um, okay, best characters. Best characters. Uh, I think we already went over them. Like, yeah, we talked about. All yeah, of them. obviously Roy and Deckard. Yep, would uh, be the best. I have Deckard, Rachel, Pris, Sebastian, and Roy. Yeah, I thought they were all good. Obviously, yeah. Deckard's our man. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel was, Rachel was awesome. Um, yeah. She was sweet and she, she's kind of sublime. She, she is sublime. And she, I think she grew the most emotionally yeah. through it all. Even though she, she doesn't so really sheltered. show emotions though. Yeah. Which is weird. She but shows she does. it through words, yeah, not she, actions. Yeah. She does though grow emotionally, mm -hmm. but without actually showing it, which mm -hmm. actually probably shows how great of an actress she is. Sounds like it. she's a pretty good actress, yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, and then Pris, obviously Pris is, Pris is just fun. You know, Pris, to me, she was just a fun character. Like, whoever designed her look probably had a great time designing it. If someone's like, Dom, give me a cyberpunk 80s looking white chick, that's probably something similar I'd come up with. Yeah. Um, I loved her. I like Daryl Hannah a lot. Um, cool physical performance. Dude, she was insane. Like, yeah. my lord. Uh, obviously, JF Sebastian, you just feel bad for that guy. Yeah. He's almost just like. It's almost like he's forced to do what he has to do because he's so less than in the society's eyes. Yeah, and and you're right because of that he he's forced into a situation he doesn't want to be a part of, mm -hmm. and it's probably the only way he can make money. Yeah, I'm like, what else is he gonna do? Yeah, because he is obviously a genius, he's smart in so, his brain, but so, his physical isn't great. So it's almost like he's an idiot savant in a way. Mm -hmm. I guess he's really smart in that one area and can do all these great things. It's just. Yeah, because of how he looks and how he acts, mm -hmm. he gets ostracized. Yep. So yeah. I'm like, and Sebastian, I mean, 
And he that's was before school shootings. That is true. So, so <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that, but and of course, Roy is great for a million and one reasons, bro. Yeah. Roy, Roy is the smartest, probably the smartest person in this movie. Yeah, and Roy wants so much more, and it's admirable to see someone who we know's fate is doomed still go for what they want. Yeah, and it kind of gives you hope as a human that if something that's not even human can feel this human. What, why can't I do what I want to do? Why can't yeah. I achieve the goals I want to achieve? Or at least bust my ass close enough to do them. So, yeah, he tried not to let anything stop him. He did. And I don't think he went about everything in a bad way. I think I would kill Tyrell too. Fuck you. Yeah. You're, you're going to kill me, so why would I kill you? Yeah. You're essentially killing me. You put a time clock on me. That's death. Yeah. You decided my fate. You're the reaper. You're the executioner. Yeah. You're God. Yeah. So what makes you that? Fuck you. So I fully agree with his decision to kill him. I think Roy was probably the is probably the most important character to the film, honestly, to push it at least from the second half to push it to the finish line. Yeah, yeah, because he has to be because to have Deckard question his job and who he is and where he stands on what he's been profiting on. Yep, you know, like you know, why why am I doing this if? Especially if he falls in love with a replicant, yep. if he falls in love mm-hmm. with Rachel, but he kills replicants. Like, how can he go on killing replicants? Bro, it's when like the having, it's loves like having a black wife and being a slave owner. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like same type yeah, of deal. Yeah. It's like, dang, dude, you're kind of crazy. But yeah, worst character. <laughs> worst character. It's pretty easy. Tyrell. Yeah, and Tyrell. Leon. Now, Leon oh, isn't Leon, bad yeah. because Leon's not as bad as Tyrell, but he's just an asshole. So yeah, he is. He's the worst. a brute. He's a brute. I yeah, hate him. Yeah. I hate the way he looks. And, and you know, <coughs> honestly, uh, Deckard's boss. Oh, yeah. Fuck him, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's bringing him in, forcing him to do this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's like, you have to do this. He's like, basically. I'm not taking no for an answer. There's no one else can do it. You're going to do it. So yeah. go ahead and get to work. Oh, F you, bro. I'm sorry. Don't I have fucking choices? Ain't this 2019? Yeah, but, <laughs> but if he's a replicant, he wouldn't have a choice. Yeah, and that's the way he's programmed to think, well, he said I got to do it. I guess I got to do it. Yeah. All right. There could be more evidence. It might be. So we'll run through this quick. The casting couch. I did five. I did Deckard, Rachel, Pris, Roy, and Sebastian. Okay. Um. So for Deckard. You had a Deckard. Who was yeah, your Deckard? The guy you keep putting in everything, Josh Brolin. So I thought about him, of course. Uh, yeah, I think he would be, actually be really good. I thought about him, of course. I just, the only reason I didn't say him is because I feel like he might be 10 years too old to do it right now. That's really? the only thing. Really? He's like, he just had a birthday. I think he's close to 60. No, he's the early 50s. Is he? Oh, he was shit. only like probably 17 and like 85. Yeah, let's, let's, let's see how old Josh Brolin. Because 85 was Goonies, so he was 16 or 17. Because only, what, like 40, Pro- like 38, 9, 40? Yeah, uh, probably early 40s, because he was in his 56, late... 56, bro. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's oh, what I was like. God. He's getting up there. That's why, That's the only reason. I was like, he might be just yeah. a tad too old. If he was 10 years younger, yeah. I would. Th- he would have been my top pick. Yeah. My pick is someone you like, though. Okay. Sam Rockwell. Really? Yeah. He would play a good Decker, bro. Watch the movie Moon. You'll get why I picked him. Okay. Look, I love Sam Rockwell. Bro. Even Argyle. Argyle. Ar- he Argyle made the movie. He, yeah, I was like, he, he made the film. He made Argyle. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Moon proved he can do sci-fi. Bro, okay. he don't, he's playing this sad, depressed, like, 
guy stuck by himself in this on this ship and he's going through it emotionally and it's dude i was like sammy rock i didn't know you had this in you <laughs> that he, but he's got the physicality is now we see yeah the argyle. yeah yeah we so saw like, him in we argyle, know he got yeah. the physicality we yeah. know he got the acting chops yeah and he got a good look for it yeah you know what you're right especially now that he is like probably like he's mid probably to late 46, 40s 47 yeah whatever. like he would be and you know he would bring a different uh He'd bring a little bit more life to Decker too. A different kind of vulnerability. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah, it'd be yeah. Nice to have I'm th- him in there. Because I'm thinking of him in Argyle, and delivering like some of the lines from Blade Runner, and I think it could work. Oh man, he's he's good, bro. Yeah, I I know he's great, but yeah, I think you're right. All right, that so, is a good one. Yeah, so for Rachel, Rachel, I got one one of your girls, somebody I really, really don't like much, really? but I paired her with Decker because they worked together before. Anna Kendrick. Really? Her and Sam Rockwell did a a, a rom-com. I actually oh, Mr. Wrong. Mr. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Mr. Right. Maybe it was. I think I, it's Mr. Right. Oh, maybe it is. Mr. Wrong is an Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, movie. I'm like, I think with, it's with Mr. Bill right. Bill Pullman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Casper. Pullman is great. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yes, they worked together in that. They had a nice chemistry. I didn't like that movie that much, but I thought their chemistry was good. Um, but wouldn't you think that like Rachel would be more like a... Uh, Margot Robbie type, too pretty. You need somebody kind of plain. But Sean Young in '82 is pretty. she was pretty, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think she was like, mm, like she didn't yeah. make me. I didn't go online and look at a bunch of old pictures of her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> okay, I see some, I, I see some hot chicks like I've never yeah. seen before in old movies, and I'm like, yo, let me see what she was looking like. You know? What I'm but saying? what about like like nowadays? What about more like a Zendaya or something? Give it a little modern twist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she uh, especially is good at sci-fi. She'd play the role In that really Maria well. outfit. Yeah. Yo. Yo, that meme you said. I said that to like four people. They love really? it. Yeah. <laughs> play by. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, note to self, edit that meme in here so everyone can see the meme we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Zendaya would be a nice choice if you wanted to give some ethnic blend to it. I actually yeah. was. I was trying to kind of stick to a similar look. That's why oh, okay. I landed on Anna Kendrick. And I also thought about, uh, what's her name? Uh, whatever hoax from Blade Runner 2. The chick who plays the crazy bitch who's beating the shit out of everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved her. I loved her. In that yeah, movie. the, oh, the one, I'm incredible. the best. Yes. I'm the best one. Yes, I thought yeah. she was incredible. I loved her. In you that know movie. what? It, she would probably make a really good She'd make Rachel. Rachel. The yeah, look yeah. is there. They look really similar. Maybe, so Maybe that's on purpose. It's got to be. Yeah. She is a weird version of Rachel. Yeah. Like almost like the worst. She's the worst version. Yeah. yeah like if version. Rachel would have took the wrong path in life. Yes. Like yes. that's what she is. Like, cause there's something weirdly sexy about her performance. Not necessarily her. It's the way she plays that character is oddly attractive. There's there's something I think I, I, I think you're right, because I, I just watched mm-hmm. some of those scenes and there is a weird like Almost S and M vibe. Yes, bro. It. It's yeah. like something sexy about her in that film. I yeah. don't necessarily think she's sexy, but her vibe in there, I'm like, I'm fucking with it. Like <laughs> you in this film, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Even though I don't really date mean girls, but uh, you know, shoot, I might let her slide around a little bit. What about Rachel McAdams? She still looks. That's my bro. You, you know, know what I, mean? I love me some Rachel Mack. Look, she could play it. Yeah, oh, she could. Yeah. She she still looks so young. You said like, Mean Girls. And yeah, that's what yeah. Like it. 
But I'm like, I just watched Dear Um Are You There God? It's me, Margaret. Oh yeah. Bro, she looks incredible in that yeah. film. And she's like, Y'all gotta be around the same age, or if not, she might be older. So I'm like well, that that's like first blood, right? <laughs> what? Are you there, God is me, um, Margaret? Yes, because that movie, well, that movie, a big chunk about that movie is about the first blood. Yes, So, yes. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so, Sylvester Stallone started it. Yes, he did. Did wow. you watch, are you there, guys? No. no. You, know, you would like it. It's a really great coming of age story. Um, is that like a Judy Bloom novel? Or based on a It's Judy based Bloom? on a novel. I don't know who wrote it. Yeah. Um, I don't read that's, Judy that's, Bloom, that's guys. That's a Sorry. classic. That's a classic Judy Bloom, man. All right, well, I'm, JB. If, if that's the author, I, I know it's one of those. He's probably right, guys. I don't read enough books. Um, that's why, I, I, yes, I, I, my reading game will be up, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> but yes, um, Rachel Mack will be good. But yeah, I thought of Anna Kendrick you know, to pair I, with Sam Rockwell. Believe it or not, I could see it, but I think you need someone taller. That That's the only reason yeah, I would she say. she is short, bro. Because Rachel and Deckard were almost the same height. And I yeah, think that Harrison worked. Ford's probably about six two at least. I would think. Yeah, and she was probably maybe five, five eleven, five ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hannah Kendrick is tiny. Yeah, that, um, that's the only problem I have with that because she's great. Zendaya. Would oh, be a good you know who would be really good? I just realized, but she might be a little shorter too. Aubrey Plaza. She would, bro. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, that might be the best cast. Actually, yeah, she's definitely taller than Anna Kendrick, though. Yeah, and bro, she, and she, she has that, that robotic... dry stoic. Yes, yeah, she yeah. has that that dry stoicism to her. Yeah, that would be perfect. Uh, yeah. You know what? You went. Yeah, sorry. And you want Anna Kendrick? You're out. Aubrey <laughs> Plaza's and I don't even like Anna Kendrick. I like Aubrey Plaza way more. So yeah, I bet her and Sam Rockwell would have some good chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, great chemistry. Do you know Offset? He'd be making her laugh and shit. Yeah. She'd be making him laugh too. Yeah. She's funny too. They they would vibe. They might yeah. fall in love. Shit. Um <laughs> Pris, Anya Taylor Joy. You know what? That would work. A little skinny, but I think it could the work. Look, the yeah, look. yeah. And she's she she's physical. Like yeah. I think it worked well actually. She's a great actress. What, what about your other girl, Jennifer Lawrence? Oh man. Yeah. She's, she, she's got more of the body type. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because yeah, I love of me some J Law. Yeah. I always I know forget about her when we do these because like yeah. she's almost on her own little plateau. Yeah. So I always forget about her. But there's so many times we should have casted her. Yes. And I haven't. So I like J Law too. One yeah. of them would be fine. Yeah. And she might even be Anya a Taylor little bit. Taylor Joy's great too, though. I like Anya Taylor's face and hair, but I like J Law's build and physicality yeah. more. So yeah, if I could just combine them. I, I was thinking of the build more than anything. Yeah, she's got the she'd build. She'd be more Mystique. believable. Like, look at Mystique. Yeah. Like, actually, I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your advice because we're going to paint her face white anyway. Yeah. And put a blonde wig on her. So, I'm going to go with J-Law too. Yeah. I'm going to take yours just because Ian Taylor is a tiny little stick. But I just <laughs> think she would capture that press vibe so nicely. Yeah. Now, you're going to love my Roy. And if you don't, I'm going to cry. You're going to love my Roy. Okay. Killian Murphy. You know what? Yeah. Bro, the look, cause the way he can he can do a lot with just his body. Cause wait till you wait till you watch Oppenheimer. You really gonna see why I said it. What about um uh either like like an Eddie Redmayne? Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, the guy who he played Stephen Hawking and he was in the Fantastic Beasts movies. I never watched any of those. Okay, yeah, I got you right here. Oh, okay. God, he's forty-two. He looks great for his age. Yeah. Or um, oh, he's, he's 
What is he doing? What is he doing here? Uh oh. I'm gonna Uh-oh. kill this guy. <laughs> no, he ain't in my movie. He said with my girl. <laughs> no, I, this I guy actually no, this I've never seen him act. He's but a his, great actor. His look is there. I've never watched anything this guy's in. And honestly, you know who else would be great? Because I'm thinking of like people like Killian Murphy's age group. Mm-hmm. But even uh, just a little younger, um, our man Batman, Robert Pattinson. He would be great. He would be great. Yes. I thought about him, and I was like. Barry uh, Keoghan, too. Barry Keoghan would be really good. I just wish he was a little bit taller. Taller, yeah. That's he the got the, the chops. Height. He got the chops. Yeah. Pattinson got the height. Yeah, he did. Pattinson might win because, oddly enough, Kelly Murphy's short as hell. And and his Batman build, too. Yeah. Pattinson, you know what? He, you might have beat me. Bit. I think you beat me in this, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. Sad. I'm I think, sorry. I think you just beat me. And I'm just but riffing I'm with on yours. I'm, that's I'm sad. Stick, I'm sticking with Sam for Decker, but I no, am that's a good, great Decker. But I am gonna roll with um for Rachel. I am gonna roll with uh Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. For Pris, J Law, for Roy, Bobby Pats, and for JF Sebastian, this was just a funny one. I had Steve Buscemi. God, he'd be perfect. Just like a uh, awkward looking yeah. smaller guy. Especially because he's supposed to age. Yeah, somebody and he's older, you know. I, and he would play it funny. He's yeah. a great actor. I just that's just who I thought of. Right now, now, I just realized something about Deckard. What about Pedro Pascal, our guy? He would have the vibe down, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I I do love Sam Rockwell, but I just realized I was just Pascal thinking if I'm gonna might... keep him white. You know, if I was in yeah. white, but yeah, if, we wanted, yeah. if we were gonna change his race a little bit, I mean, yeah. Pedro can play white, obviously. Yeah, yeah, like but in like in, yeah, or Last of Us, like all that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so that's fine. I'm totally cool with him being. He might Hispanic, but because Pedro got the vibe. He really yeah, does have he that does. Record vibe. Because I'm thinking more of Stoicism, like like man. what Harrison Ford brought to it. He would bring a lot of that could. same energy. Because, I mean, Pedro is just – he's super rangy, too. Because yeah. he can – like, when you watch Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, you're like, he's so fucking goofy. Yeah, like, I've never yeah. seen him this goofy. And then you watch The Last of Us, and you're like, he's so fucking serious. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, so yeah. – he – I mean, Pedro is just that good, and he's got a look – kind of fits anywhere right now. Yeah, so, actually, yeah. He's universal. He's really universal in his yeah. look. He's – right now, my man's got – He's got the game by the balls, man. <laughs> like he yeah. really does. He is chilling right now. So I like that too. I, we could go with either. Yeah, either one. Either I'd be of them. Happy with. Honestly, I could even go with Brolin. We just dye his hair. Let's get the grays out. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And because I was thinking more of that, like yeah, the, the stoicism of Decker. Mm-hmm. And Pedro can pull that off. So. Yeah. Damn, man, you might have recast this shit better, man. I'm pissed I'm, off about because I actually fucking thought about it. <laughs> So, I'm like, I actually I, sat and thought. I did slight research. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, like, when I, I find out, like, when I do do that, I overthink it. Ah, uh, you know, you're probably right. So, so like, like when I hear yours, I'm but like, But it's nice oh, to have a template. Great. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. That's why I'm like, if I come with it, we got a little template. Yeah, and, and that's that's better for me because then I can be like, oh, that's good. And, and then, then, and then it gets my, bit, yeah. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. like, as I'm watching the film. All I see is those people. Yep, you're like just seeing. Yeah, I can't imagine just, anyone else. Because like as I when, when we do these, I'll watch them and then I'll just look through my questions as I'm watching them and then okay. and then I see the recast. And I'm like, let me start <laughs> thinking about it. And about halfway through, I'll start to have an idea of who I like or yeah, you know. So because there's usually the leads, I usually somebody pops in like at least 30, 40 minutes into whatever film. Sebastian Paul Giamatti. 
Oh man, he'd be great, my <laughs> man. I'm love sorry, I'm Lisa sorry. Paul G. I know, I know. I love Lisa Paul G. He would be great. He'd he be would great. be. I, I'd have to expand that role for the Yeah, play. yeah. How about he needs about 15, 20 more minutes of screen time yeah. to get Paul G. My movie. And honestly, give him the uh, the lazy eye from the holdovers. Yeah, from the holdovers. That would yeah. be perfect. It would just add to the character. Add to the character. He can smell like fish still, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much him from the holdovers. Him from as, the holdovers in the futuristic fucked up world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's the recasting couch. So wow, we did we did this shit. Um, wow. Grades. I think we probably have a similar answer. Yeah, it has to be an A to an A plus, like a ninety five to a hundred. Yeah, to an A plus. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go ahead and just slap an A plus on it because it's timeless. It holds up probably better now than it did what, 10, 15, 20 years ago. If this was, uh, don't forget the popcorn. Would you give it a ten out of ten? That's the question. When you say an A plus, yes, would you? I would. Because I would give this a ten out of ten. Because I I saw your uh, Mary and Max. Yeah, right? ten out of ten. Yeah, and that was mm-hmm. the second time I think I saw a yep, ten out of I ten. I don't give them out often. Not at all. But that one had to get it. I was man. I had never seen a kids film like well, an animated film. Yes, it's an not very film, much yeah. a kids film. Never seen nothing like that. I was completely blown away by everything about it. Blade Runner. I would give it a 10 out of 10 now, but on, on my first watch, it wouldn't have got a 10. It would have probably got like an 8.8 or a 9. But yeah. after you watch it and analyze how the world has worked since then, it's only aged like wine. And do you think uh, 2049 only makes it better? Yes. Yeah. I think it enhances it a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't give 2049 a 10. Really? Just because he has such a blueprint to go off of. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not really his world. It's not his world. It's not like with Dune where he... That's he, his world. Yeah, even though there was sort of that's a not blueprint. a fucking movie. But but I, I, I mean the books. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, the I books. That, yeah, oh yeah, the books. yeah. And he and of course Ridley had the book. Yeah, too. yeah. But so he made Dune a movie that people know as Dune the movie. Yeah, yeah. People aren't like yeah, Dune the movie. But the book, no people are like oh, Dune the movie. Yeah, Fuck. you know what I'm yeah, saying. So yeah. I would say Dune is Denise's baby, and Blade Runner is still Ridley's baby. Yeah, because without what Ridley did. Blade Runner 2049 wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. He would have had to make Blade Runner first. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. Could he do that? We don't know. So Yeah, actually, I don't know because we'll probably talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> it. So next week we'll do 2049, guys. So we're going to end that here. I am Dom. I am Jamie. And this is The Cutting Room 4.